Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. To the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Greetings and salutations. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. But first, Kamar, do we have any new patrons? Uh, just going through my files here. Apparently, everyone took the week off of Patreon, but that's all right. Smart move. <laughs> that's all right. Join the Patreon. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on notifications. Follow your boy at Kamar Babar. <laughs> no, thank you very much to all the Patreons, past, present, and future. Okay, Kamar, how was your week? Uh, pretty good week. I did a couple of shows. I'm working on a new joke. The premise is sort of like, uh, I hate technology. Yep. And so I, sometimes I tie up the Roomba and vacuum in front of it and cuck hold the Roomba. Or just little things you would do if you guys want to jump in. <laughs> What's the premise for the joke? Oh, he's trying to get us to write the joke. I get I it. Just that. have a little session. What's the premise? I was going to say, I tie up the Roomba sometimes. And vacuum in front of it, and cuck hold the Roomba. Uh huh. Gotcha. Just little things you could do. So you fuck the vacuum and watch but if make you hate the Roomba technology, watch. Why do you have a Roomba? Make it jealous. Exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I did it. I did a show. Uh, the show, the club, and a show in a old church that got converted into a theater in Wakefield. Mm, nice. It was very very uh, cool week. And mark my words. This warm weather is... Were you guys out on... Uh, Are you about to make a weather prediction that the warm weather's over? <laughs> Thursday night, though? Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. But it felt like end of day is sort of weird. Like, you just shouldn't be this warm all throughout. It just felt weird, eh? Full moon last night, whatever. Pretty quiet week. Simon. Oh, and I saw the, the finale of Billions. Simon, how was your week? Uh, my week was fine. Thank you, Matthew. I um, I got a tick on me yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was moving some wood around at my house, and then I Ooh, got one on me. Not everything's or cool not in the country. Or not yesterday, the day before. I wanted to burn my skin off. Like, I was so... Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. Like, you just... It was on for like two seconds, you know what I mean? Just plucked it off. Hadn't even started sucking or nothing. But just the idea. It was trying to bore that into this you. thing was on me sharing my. So you have Lyme disease now? No, probably not. But who knows? Um, they don't even test for Lyme disease unless it's been on you for like a certain amount of time. And you show signs of whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Um. If I had like a tapeworm or some sort of parasite, I would kill myself. There's no way I would be able to function in life. Like just with this little hitchhiker on me, they just stick their head in you. You know what I mean? 
something inside i would not be able to handle it just taking up real estate not paying rent i would be one of those people who like takes a knife and starts fucking boring into you know horror movie styles do you have dogs yeah. So you got to worry about them too. Yeah, they're short hairs though. And dogs is no problem. They take a medication, the flea, the tick bites them and then dies and falls off. We, I'm like, well, why can't I take that? And we looked it up and it's because it will give us all sorts of neurological uh, complications. I'm like, I don't care, man. I'll, I'll do it. Did you take like a silkwood shower? A silkwood shower. That's too old a reference for you. Yeah, I, d- I definitely took a shower. You, you know the movie Silkwood? No. Was, I think it was Meryl Streep. It was about she's working at a uh, nuclear plant or something. And uh, it might have been a leak. And they put her in this shower and just spray her with all this water. And have these, uh, they're in suits. And they're like coarse brooms scrubbing her down. I would have liked that. That's what I felt I needed. The yeah. old Silkwood shower. 100%. That was my uh, <clears throat> Dennis Miller reference. And um, <laughs> the only other thing... Uh, I was watching a clip yesterday and it was Joe Rogan talking to Theo Vaughn about how he had a pit bull that went after his cat one day and he choked it out. Do you you remember him telling that? Joe had to choke out? I totally don't remember ever hearing that before. And that's like... I think that needs to get more play in the world. That might be the last time Joe got in a fight. That's crazy. He fucking jujitsu choked out his pit bull. Wouldn't it be great if you found out he did that right directly after the Neil Young concert? Uh, He was a kid back then. Oh, so sorry, Simon. I forgot that only Kamar's jokes hit so hard that you can't help but laugh. Whereas everything I say is so serious. It all adds to the tapestry, which is Joe. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not so far off him fighting a cougar because um, that's some serious shit. And I, I don't know. I guess that was the only time he ever mentioned that because I don't remember him well, ever talking I, d- about d- that. In one, if, if a dog has the thi- a thing in its mouth, it really is not any more danger. For you? Yeah. Well, it could definitely let the thing go and if, bite well, you. That, but you're choking it. You, you come from behind. I mean, it's still... I'm just thinking with the cougar, there's a lot more. The claws and the mouth are... Yeah, dogs are fast as fuck, though. And if a pit bull sees you coming and decides, like, oh, this is my next target, you're... you're. But it has a cat. My initial reaction would be to grab something and hit it or to kick it, maybe, you know, keep my distance from it. Mm-hmm. Just throwing yourself down and choking that dog, that's pretty fucking You gotta cool. poke its eyes out. That, I, that gives me a whole new uh, respect for Joe Rogan. <gasps> How's your week, Matt? Who cares? Tomorrow <laughs> you wanna go over the guest Beautiful. list? Oh, well, first, happy five year. Who gives a shit? Happy five year, and I think that's the most interesting about one of our guests, that... It's a, it feels almost, like almost, almost full it circle. Was, it was almost five years to the day that Shane Dorian was on. Uh, Joe did four episodes this week, but one was a JRE MMA show, which we don't do with Dan Henderson. So our week started off with 2051, Simon's favorite pseudoscientist, Graham Hancock. <laughs> Racist pseudoscientist. <laughs> nerd on nerd crime. That's all I could think yeah. of this one. Uh, followed by 2052. One of the highest episodes Simon's ever rated, Shane Dorian. You know, I actually went back to I was I was trying Didn't my I... I was trying my hardest to get 
Simon rating it highly and then put it on the button so that we could at least have it. And I, I, I like I spent time listening to that. You gave fucking, it two and a half? No, we never we didn't rate things. We're so we're so green. Rating we didn't even start with the Jamie Vernons. No, we had Jamie's was like episode three or four. Mm. I was like, why don't we rate it? Wow, that's a Mandela effect, eh? No, but the thing is, is we during the episode I was listening and Simon kept talking about how the Shane Dorian episode was great and how great Shane Dorian was, and then you kept joking like, I mean, this guy was no Shane Dorian or anything, and that kind of became the joke. It built its lore. Uh, yeah, so. Shane Dorian, and then we finish off with 2053. I called it Danny and Michael Philippou. Philippou? The Philippou? Racka Boys. The Racka Racka Boys, which I realized I found because one of them was um, hanging out with Riley Reed. Hmm. So you were following Riley Reed, saw this little nerd hanging out with them, was like, who is this guy? 100%. Just, it's the nature of rabbit holes, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it all comes back to porn. That's the... Yep, that's the common denominator. <laughs> Does someone want to rate the week? Uh, give it a, uh, I'll give it a three and a half, actually. Despite Mr. Dorian. Well, that's just an impossible rating. I will go with a three, I believe. That would be my... Oh no, that's an impossible rating. Yeah, I'm. It's I'm, gonna be a three, I, a three, and a, oh, it's gonna be like a two. It's a two. Yeah. Sorry. I'm on a two, but I think I'm being generous with a two. Well, that Shane Dorian episode, just you know, when you when you throw like a point seven five into the mix, that just yanks down that whole score. Yeah. All right, come on, let's get into it. Let's do what we do here. Well. To Simon's glee, let's start off with 2051 Graham Hancock. Now, this isn't what it was supposed to be, and that's a crime. And well, I was going to say, we can't even put him on the clock. There was no clock to be put on. No, no, he's on the clock. Well, no, I think he his Netflix special answered the no. clock. No. No? Okay. Well, then he's back on the clock. No, he's, but he's what, the what clock. is the, what would chime the clock for you? You need We just like said something proof, new. No, proof. we said, we were like, if he keeps coming back with the same stuff, right. it's not great. Exactly. Like, not the last time, but the time before that. Yeah. He came back for his book, uh, Ancient America, which mm-hmm. that was all about the this new civilization serpent, they're yada, yada, finding yada, yada. in the Amazon rainforest. Yep. And that's what I, I'm thinking. You see, it, on most podcasts, when you like, let's just say, example, right after listening to this, I listened to Graham Hancock on another podcast. Uh-huh. On that podcast, he was specifically on there to talk about whatever. One uh, of the... One of the certain things. Now, they talked about a lot of stuff, yeah. but whenever there was a question of which way it was going to go, it got pulled back to... Gobekli Tepe or whatever the um, whatever the point of the that's not how Joe's things work with anybody right not just Graham Hancock but you go on there and you're going to talk for three and a half hours without any sort of I mean unless you're going on flogging a book or something yeah otherwise you're just going to go on and this is what's going to happen you end up fucking having the exact same conversation they already had yeah well, that was the problem. Is that's why I said he's on the clock. Is because yeah. And again, you can't say anything about this one. They probably just shouldn't have done it. 
Like they knew long ago enough that it wasn't going to happen. Or listen, Graham Hancock has like a Rolodex of um, sites of the, come on, tell Joe some shit he hasn't heard before, but don't come on and tell us the exact same fucking stories. It's music to my ears hearing you say that. But I mean, we should explain this was supposed to be a debate. Yeah. Which could have been just amazing. I mean, because Graham ma- Hancock admittedly has a temper, and he could get it, it could have got really. Well, the last time they had a debate, first of all, debates never work with Michael Shermer and show. They're always, I mean, they're gold for us, but for like normal people, it is a fucking disaster. Yeah, it was Michael Shermer. They each brought a guest. <laughs> Their guest each brought a guest. So that's oh. what this potentially was going to be. And I think they should have said that from the offset. Yeah. They didn't say it for a while. Oh, they definitely they didn't say should it have until said hour 2.40 yeah. or whatever. Because oh, I'm already enraged by that point. Had they. Why, why are we being so repetitious? It would have bought them some grace with me, you know? Right off the top. Yeah. He, he's supposed to be here. He's got this, I guess he's got cancer. You know, hope, like they said, hopefully he gets better. He's supposed to be here to have this debate, but he's not. So we decided just to go and have this conversation and then lead on. But it felt like something was going to be revealed, but I don't think he anything was revealed. So he's. If you ask anyone in your family, what do they think of Graham Hancock? They're like, like who? Graham who? Same Graham, for you, man. Graham Cracker. I'm, yeah. I'm sure for me as well. Yet he feels like he's fighting against the forces around the world, and I feel like it's six people. That yeah, that don't. Them. Yeah, it's true. And he's just this martyr on a cross. No, that's it. That it, listen, I'm sure there is a little bit of martyrdom to it, but there are a lot of like well-respected, um, a lot scientists. Yeah, a lot. Like, oh, every, so I should let you finish. Who who disagree with him and find him? Every disruptive. single person who follows the timeline that we were taught in school, any academic, mm-hmm. looks at Graham Hancock as like a a quack. And not only that, a quack who has a massive audience. So the equivalent to us of like um, Logan Paul, you know what I mean? A danger. A danger to their personal research and stuff. Well, if you believe, if you truly believe that what you're talking about is the truth, then that's a lie, right? Like, and you're worried about that lie being propagated to. Now, trust me, there are some people who know, like um, the the Egypt guy, uh, Zari Hawass, mm-hmm. I think is his name. He's like the director of antiquities of Egypt. And he's the guy who like, he's staunch that uh, 5,000 years, um, the Egyptians were the top of the, uh, the food chain in, you know, intelligence, blah, blah, blah. Um, he like, he stops people from going and studying things in Egypt, not only disparages them. So yes, I mean, it happens. And th- I think Kamar's point is that it's like, he's not being stopped in the airport. It's like, if, if, that's you, if you, you have mean. 10 nerds in the lunchroom and nine of the nerds are like, we don't like this nerd. And then that nerd goes to the cool kids table and gets a seat and then still cares that he's like, you know, those guys over there, they were real mean I, I, to me. I think like that's what I was trying to say. Okay, here's what he, I totally get what both of you are saying. Um, I think that Graham Hancock thought that once something like Gobekli Tepe 
came that around. That people would start coming around. That he would be lauded by not only us and Joe Rogan fans, but by the, the academics world. also. And I think that he sees now that most probably... That's not going to happen. He's going <laughs> to die before he's ever respected. And, like, obviously, I don't think he cares too much about money. He's not like a Jordan Peterson, I don't think, you know. But let me ask you, though, for such a smart guy, like, this just dawned on me. He's, he's much smarter than I am. Um, and I just realized that, like, if you look historically, the most respected people didn't get respect during their time. It took hundreds of years, 50 years, whatever, after their life for them to be, like, Holy shit, this guy knew way before. Yeah. So we would have thought though, Matt, that now in this time where no. information is so red, the reason people didn't become um, you know, you couldn't know that he was right was because it took so long for information to come around, you know? Now where everything's coming quicker. No, I get it. I just my point is still like we like yeah, information still comes quickly, but gatekeeping has not gone away. It hasn't changed at all. It just it it becomes easier for everyday people to access information, but it doesn't mean that the gatekeeping isn't yep. still like a huge issue. No, I mean, it's, it, it's crazy that like something like Gobekli Tepe, which definitely does push every date back, still doesn't get talked about. It fucks up too many, like, <laughs> you know, we would always joke about, oh, they'd have to reprint all the textbooks. It's a lot of textbooks. You know what I'm saying? It's, it won't be once we get rid it's of textbooks. Yeah, I, the, the textbooks is a joke. I think it's more this idea of reformulating, um, uh, what do you call it? What you teach people in school, curriculums and just the whole. I think it'd be interesting to break down how many people think the world is 10,000 years old. Yeah. And that, that's just what they think. How many people think about dinosaurs? Or, or what? That's a that's a different group, though, right? Well, you're bringing in a lot. What do you mean? If you if you believe the world is ten thousand years old, you don't yeah, believe in dinosaurs. That's not true. You can believe in dinosaurs, of course. You Di just, you just dinosaurs were hundreds of millions of years ago. Okay, but how do you think that oh, the oh, Earth oh, is no, ten no, thousand no, years no, old? No, sorry, civilization is ten thousand. Ten thousand. But he, those people think the planet is. Is still a hundred million. So those are the guys. There's people who think the planet is ten thousand. Ten thousand years old. That's what he's saying. Yes, that's a group. They're probably wrong, but yes. it doesn't matter. You but even correct. those people, like the the super religious people who believe that um, they still believe in Adam and Eve and shit, that happened before ten thousand years ago, right? No, there's a bunch of people that believe that Adam and Eve was ten thousand years ago. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, that's weird. All these things don't matter. What I was trying to get is how many people are interested in they don't actually know about the, the pyramids were made. Like or if I go ask my dad right now, okay, a learned person, when do you think the pyramids were built? He's probably going to tell me whatever he was taught in school, whatever that number is, 3,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago. The, the thought of um, some sort of inexplicable technology, aliens is not on the table. It was just pulleys and levers. That's, that's his. Simon, the problem is very simple. It's that none of us really care. I, and that's where this all gets to. Like if not, like if what I'm saying is if tomorrow Graham Hancock was proved right, if tomorrow CNN, Fox, every major news organization came out and said, we've just discovered definitively that the pyramids were made 30,000 years ago and that civilization is potentially 10, 20,000, most of us don't care. 
It doesn't make to the, what end? Unless if they find a pyramid, do people care? Or is no, it no? no it's no just about nobody gives a fuck. But I mean, I'm, listen. Does it have? An, I'm sorry, Kamar. Does it have an answer to one of life's problems? Then people care a great deal. It, like, some technology revealed something. Yep. That changes humanity uh, discovered in a okay, crypt or whatever. Okay, but we don't know that until we find it. That's the same argument with aliens. Like, nobody's going to care because it's not going to change it. Well, maybe it will. We don't know until they get here. But, but both, both sides have the fact that nobody knows. Besides carbon dating or these, I don't want to say rough, but weird ways to age stuff. Well, they know. They know what? Okay, carbon dating can be wrong, okay? Because they're dating like shit around the site because they can't date the stone. And let's say there's a couple of sticks and they date them and they're 10,000 years. It's not going to be any sooner than that, Kamar. They're at least giving you a date of this is the least old it could be. Mm -hmm. It's not a perfect science. It's, it's, it's like... Um... They can do the same thing with fucking ice. Okay. There's ice core samples. And they can yeah. tell me, they can tell me this piece of ice is from 10,000. But they, they don't know. Okay. Like Simon, I just, I go yeah, back to sure. it. I go back well, to it. It works. It works for both sides. Okay. Like I just, if you told me that if, if they prove tomorrow definitively, there were 5 million people in the Amazon, however long ago. That's awesome. I well, just like that's what I'm saying is for people like Kamara and I, I don't I don't know that it moves the needle. I mean, if that was the case, if there were these amazing civilizations that are nothing like what we thought they were, and we can go back and find some things that they did, that could potentially help us now. Yeah, the, what I'm saying though is we we've, we've already found that, the pyramids, and that's Graham Hancock's an, an know, angle is these. But these we old, don't even know what they're for. What if that's we my find out what they do? My point is. If they, you were like, what if they found another two? What if they found another pyramid? My point is like, we already found one, and all we do is debate all the things around it. There's nothing, pardon my pun, set in stone as okay. far as the pyramids are yep. concerned. Correct? You know what the problem? Yes, for sure. The problem is that all of these places, they're they've all been reused throughout history. You know what I'm saying? So something gets built on something else. Yeah. People destroy things. And yeah. that's why we just never get like, if we were able to find a civilization that was untouched, let's say, we might have a way better uh, chance of finding something that would be useful to us. And listen, there are lots of things out there that people don't care about. You know what I mean? Like tons of people don't give a fuck about what you're interested in. I'm sure there are tons of people out there. Yeah, you're missing the point. Interested. You're missing the point. We, I don't expect someone to be, I don't expect the world to be interested in the bullshit that I am. You do. I wish everyone was interested in Gobeki Tepe and was like, you, you, you didn't have to talk long before someone said, what, what do you think happened with the pyramids? But that just is not the case. I, I always try to regurgitate, regurgitate uh, sound bites information from these podcasts. And I'm always surprised at how little. The person cares. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, yeah. And that's why I say flat earth, to try to get a rise out of people to, and, and get some pushback, you know what I mean? But no one really cares. Kamar does it like he's like, tits, now that I have your attention. Speaking of nobody really cares, um, so Gobekli Tepe, um, huge, right? Like, we've talked about this before. Massive site. They've only unearthed, like, 5%. 
Mm-hmm. It's kilometers long. They just found a new place called, it's like Kiran Tepe or Kiran Tepe. It's another site in, uh, in Turkey. And it's like 10 kilometers. Okay. But way I, bigger. You see, here's, here's my big issue again, though. And I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I love mm. that you have interests. No, see, you won't even let me start. <laughs> I, I think, I think my problem is he, go, he feels ganged up on. It doesn't matter. You just said Gobekli Tepe is however long. Okay. We, we discovered it when in the eighties, nineties. Uh, I think they discovered it in 93, but it didn't get announced to the public until like 2000. doesn't matter when it got announced, but fine. So Do you nine, remember where you, where you were on, when it on, was announced? On. So 93, they find the place, which is 30 years ago. And how much have they unearthed of it in 30 years? Five or 10%. So or you're something. getting excited about this new 10 kilometer one they found that they will never unearth in your lifetime. No, correct. I, and the, but that's do you see my do you see what I'm I, getting at? Sinus? I'm getting excited because it just the whole thing just kind of expands the story. You know what I mean? We thought that Gobekli Tepe was like this single site, and now you're finding out it was just one of like so many different things that were going on in Turkey, a place where they didn't give a lot of like the only thing that could be cool about this, the only thing that could be cool, and I doubt it'll uh, happen in our lifetime is if all the information from these sites can be fed into AI and you could go and see what it was like in prime time. If it, all the carbon dating and everything, do you understand what I'm saying? I like that. That'd be interesting. I I personally, Bigfoot, alien, I like a, a good mystery. And this is just a good mystery. Like ancient civilizations, the idea that these things were built in ways that like, just make zero sense. But he zero said he, sense. he said in this Gobeki Tepe was buried purposefully. That does that make sense to you? Yes, it's so. Kamar, we just talked about so like um, Rome, let's say uh, the Acropolis is or Greece. The Acropolis <laughs> is built on top of a much older thing by uh, people who came, fought a war, destroyed and rebuilt. They didn't want that to happen to Gobekli Tepe. So instead of leaving it for people to find and ruin, they buried it. Could you imagine that? It seems I mean, insane. It's, it's insane. How, it seems how, much, insane. how much did it take to build it? And then how much did it take to bury it? It's, it's crazy. I don't believe it. But again, you don't know who buried it. Well, they know at what time it was buried, so they're assuming. Just the fact yeah, but again, it's all assumptions. I like, guess it could like have what been. What I'm saying is, yes, you, yes, Simon, we'll is, never know. We'll never know. Well, no, it's not. We'll never know, Simon. Based on everything you already think you know, the that could change tomorrow. It could change the day. All I'm saying yep. is, like, I just my concern for you. Nothing is, is getting younger, though. Okay. My okay. How can I say this? I just think that, in general there's a good chance that you're never going to get the answers that we're never going to have a technology that's going to be able to piece it all together. That's going to be able to say like, like let's say, let's say 50,000 years ago, there was an advanced civilization on earth and they wiped themselves out or they got wiped out by a big bang or whatever the fuck strong chance. You're never going to get the answers you're looking for that is just wiped out. And that's life. Well, I mean, that's life with pretty much everything I imagine. Yeah. But I'm just saying you can't expect the general public to be, excited about something they're probably never going to get the answer for. I mean, yeah. I, I Do you think not. when, the, you, I know you don't know, but um, when they buried Gobeki Tepe, they were like, and no one will ever find this. Or maybe, the, yeah, I have no idea. I, the burying part to me is or crazy. Or they were like, like, 
they're going to be so stoked when they find this. It just, I, I also got to say all the lining up of the sun stuff seems odd to me only because like we're advanced and I know you're going to argue like, well, you could be advanced in different ways, but like we don't tend to build things on any equinoxes anymore because there's no point in the sense that like, um, let's say, let's say you built something for the future for like the next 15 generations, right? You're like, we want them to enjoy this. There's a certain point where the equinox is going to be off. The the axis of the earth is going to be, like you said, like Stonehenge no longer lines up, right? Perfectly to where. Yeah. So all I'm saying is it, you know, advanced to a certain level. Like I get it. They could move big stone and you think they did it with their minds or music or whatever the fuck. And so little distractions. Really the only show in town was the stars. Like we as a people know much less about the stars unless you're a scientist than um No, he's saying why line it up to the stars if you know that the If you know in a thousand years there's uh what whatever they call that where it shakes a yeah. little bit and causes the uh if and they would know that because they're so advanced. Well no, I made the argument earlier. I said it doesn't advancement like how um how a civilization becomes advanced can vary. We just look at ours like this is how it has to be done. It doesn't have to be that way. And this is 10,000 years, right? Like yeah. if we're just... We well, it could be 30, it could be 40. You don't know. That's my point, right? We know that 10,000 years ago there was a massive cataclysmic whatever that was that 12 caused. or 15. 12, whatever it sure. was. 12,000 years ago. So fine, let's even say 15. Let's say 20. You know what I mean? Like sure. in the big scheme of things, it's nothing. There could have been so many reincarnations of civilizations along the way and the stuff we're finding that is pushing back even a hundred thousand years ago could be like really recent shit in the big scheme of things like we just assume that we understand and again who cares i guess but who cares about anything like if you're not interested in the origins of our planet like, who, but you're I mean, not interested in the origins of our planet. You want to know just these ancient civilizations. You don't give a shit about the origins of our planet. No, I'm like you hate space and you hate fucking no, carbon. No, I, and, I don't. I don't care about that stuff. But the origins of our planet, meaning who was on here, who was living here. I like all of that stuff. I like the idea of the prehistoric people. I, uh, <laughs> it's not that I don't like the idea of it. What I don't like is that is that in my lifetime. Whatever I think is right will be proven wrong. And then whatever I think that is right will be proven wrong. And that's kind of how I know. But like, why? So I I just don't understand what you read books. Okay. Like nobody's asking you to like give any money. Nobody's asking you to like, I don't know, give any time to learn. You you have to listen to Graham Hancock once in a while. You know what I mean? I'm not mad about that. I'm just saying again, I don't see mad. Oh, really? That's interesting. You haven't seen anything yet. I feel like Graham Hancock thinks there's some sort of thing with Atlantis and uh, the pyramids. But we had that other guy that said it was way over. Didn't we have that guy? Yeah, Cursetti. That, that was on Joe Rogan. Like, yeah. Who said it's not there. It, it exists, but somewhere else. Well, where did the Hancock say it was? I think he's saying it's Egypt is Atlantis. No, I don't know about that. Okay, um, he says there's millions and millions and millions of people in the rainforest, but he really doesn't know that. He wants there to be uh, terror. Well, they're finding huge cities. I think 
you wouldn't just have like empty cities. It, that doesn't make any it's, sense. It's interesting that they're finding these through deforestation. Yeah. LIDAR helps. Um, LIDAR helps. But that's how they find a ton of shit, right? Like <laughs> people are built. I think Graham talked about it. People building like highways and stuff. And that's. Under something. Yeah. They run into Not a, looking the for tip it. of a pyramid or. But he claims that locals knew about temples and stuff that were revealed. That they shouldn't know. Well, I mean, that's the part of like, so we have all these indigenous people who live in Canada. We really have no idea what Canada was like before we got here. We look to them for information and then totally discount everything they say. You know what and I there, mean? There may be something or there isn't something because this was all just a sheet of ice back when all these pyramids are being built. Sorry, what? We have indigenous people. Yeah. Just like these indigenous people. Yeah, it was not a sheet of ice. No, not at the same time as the pyramids were being built. But there's no pyramids in all of Canada? Yes, oh, there okay, definitely yeah, are. I, I don't and our civilizations here are now being shown to go back, like before they thought it was Clovis 10,000 years ago, has pushed way back. Like, Yeah, if, they, if there's just some sort of practicality that could come from it, I could sink my teeth into a bit more. Like an alien ship... Uh, technology to build something. His angle is to save the planet, I guess. He thinks that the stewards of the earth. Who but made- like your guy's opinion is they found the pyramids. It's the best we have. And anything after that, that we find is like well, less impressive. So no, my, my opinion is they found the pyramids. There's some chamber they just discovered. That, like I want them to tear the pyramids apart. Yeah. Like Simon, how does that not bother you? When did they find the pyramids? And they're still like, this is the point I'm getting at is you, your excitement, your childlike wonderment at this is, it's great. I am happy that you found something so exciting. Why you don't understand why we don't find it as exciting. I just, I don't, I, I don't, I don't I understand. More. I don't understand how you, how's anybody, not just you. It's not you and Kamar. It's how anybody can stare at one of these like things that don't make any sense. And they're just like, eh, well, just another unexplained part of history. <laughs> like, no, that's not good enough for me. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, like I said, there's a hidden chamber that they just discovered. That's because Zawi Hawass is a fucking piece of shit. And he will not let anybody do any work on that stuff because he knows that when they look inside, they're going to find out that everything that they believe is wrong. And that's the problem. Yeah. Well, I want to look inside and I want that to happen. Yeah. Before I die. It probably won't. Um, the Zodiac came before the Greeks. I don't know what that means means that they didn't invent the like but the they, ram and but the sheep and the, certain people who think of timelines think the greeks invented the zodiac well, you know what's well, funny too is i always said like if you look at what they give us as the zodiac you're like how do you see a ram in that but i bet if you if the there's no light and the sky is lit up it probably looks a little bit more and they're drawing i don't know their drawings were just bad as well well there's that too yeah or not well yeah and i wonder just how much like if you were like a goat people, yeah, you're gonna find goats places, right? If you're goat people, like if if you're a, a goat culture and you have gods that you think are goats, well, then you're gonna find goats in the stars. Gotcha. Yeah. Somebody else is gonna see that as a rhinoceros. But are you gonna see scales in the stars? What's really ironic, if you think about it, too, is if I if I if I put a sheet of paper down right here and I put 
10,000 dots on it in random spots. You could draw whatever the fuck you wanted attaching. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. <laughs> there's, yeah, no, yeah. there's no limit to what you can yeah. draw using those dots if you're... The way that that becomes more interesting is if... I guess that was just information that get getting passed down and passed down and passed down about what those constellations were. So nobody was making up the fact that it was a goat. It just had always been a goat. And then you end up somewhere at some guy who either knows something or doesn't know something that's beginning at all. He's either. It's always been a goat who, who made it a goat in the first place, or it's always been a goat. Exactly. The Sphinx is not Egyptian or from the Egyptians. It's in Egypt. Maybe. They're not sure. But. It, it used to have a lion head because we know Egyptians are mad about proportion. Yeah. They, they don't draw Amazing. stuff out of proportion. When they do a face, dude, it's like they make the rules of making faces off the way they made faces. But the, someone showed up, saw the Sphinx, and then built the pyramids or the other way around? Okay, so the Sphinx is a rock that was there in the first place to start, okay? It wasn't like the pyramids where they cut stone and brought it. It was one giant stone that stood in the middle of, at that point, it would have been um, the savannah or something. Either way, it's crazy, right? Whether it's in the middle of a desert or it's in the middle of the jungle, when you come across a rock that's that big... Probably all cultures would have thought it was something special. Eventually, they carved it. He's saying that in whatever dynasty that was. But what do you mean a rock that big? Just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is like if you like... A rock that big, it was probably moved by like a glacier or something and just left No, but my point is like a rock that big, you could just mistake for a mountain. Like if I carve carve the Sphinx into the side of a mountain, do you call that a rock? No. The mountain is not a rock. It's just made of rock. It's a mountain. Uh, this rock is standing on its own. But I think it would also have been really different because there was nothing else around it. There were no other giant rocks around it. There were no... Uh, I'm imagining when people first came across that rock. Sure, you know I'm just saying I'm there's saying? giant rocks standing alone all over. Like the U.S. has... So, yeah, Exactly. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's anything special. I'm saying yeah. that's how they would have come across it in the first place. The same way there's that giant rock in Australia. People yeah. think it's a mountain, but it's just a giant rock. Uh, Ayers Rock. Yeah, you know, know which one talking I'm talking about, yeah. about there. Um, we have them all over uh, Canada and uh, America because of the glacier that those glaciers that came down. Point is, they came across that rock on its own. They must have thought that giant rock, even the first people, it was something special. You know what I'm saying? Before they even carved anything, they probably maybe it even had the shape. But of, hold on, uh, but you're making you're also making big assumptions there, correct? You're you're filling in blanks where you want to. They might have there might have been nothing special about it, like to assume that. Listen, if your argument is these people were super advanced... Well, it's definitely on a ley line. That's fine, but I have a tough time... Like, just hear me out. If you're super advanced, I have a tough time believing that you you find a giant rock in the middle of nowhere and you find special value in it. Uh, Well, the very first people who came across it, I don't know if they were really advanced or if they came across that rock and then built their whole civilization around carving... Who knows, man? Hmm. Listen, that what they think, <laughs> what the, the people think is that these people would have come across a normal rock, given it some value, some, uh, 
religious value, whatever it was back then, then they carved it to look like a, this is where you were going, Kamar. They carved it to look like a lion. Originally, and then it got redone by the Egyptians. That's right. So that's I'm just putting that together. So then the sands came over, and it was just the head, I think, that they found of this lion. And it must have been really eroded by the weather, but everything else was buried. And then they re-carved the, the face in, like, the third dynasty or the second dynasty or something. Allegedly. Well, um, no, they definitely recarved the face. But well, we, we don't know what tools they used to do it. We don't know what tools they used to do any of that. We don't know stuff. exactly. That's what I'm saying. We don't know anything. I mean, even to say to recarve the face, like, recarve was a weird way. Let's say, say let's say the head that they first built. Like, I'm not saying they weren't advanced enough to build um, the Sphinx, but I'm saying you. You can be advanced in the way that you move stone and cut stone, but you might not be advanced in the way like we use rebar, right? That's how we make sure that our stone structures stay intact. A giant head on top of a statue without any sort of support in it may, after a certain amount of time, crumble. Like it might have just crumbled and then the next people came along. Yeah, sure. And then just said, why don't we carve a new head on it? Because it looks, it's already, I mean, that. Yeah. Well, how is that different than what I said? I don't know what you said. I wasn't listening. I never listen when you talk anymore. Okay. Well, I, I do what you do. I, I, I was tune out when like, you talk. If, if the uh, pyramids were built over a thousand years, like from the inception to the last piece, it's sort of less impressive. Is to, it really? To, if, it, to, if it was made in a year. It's impressive that it took a thousand years of commitment to stick with it. No, it's it, impressive the scale. The t- Listen. Well, over a thousand years, is it? Yes, Kamar. Well, what will we build when we're done from... What are you talking about? We still can't figure out how to move most of those stones. Okay. Would someone who, would, would someone from there just be amazed by the sphere? Like I'm using that now as a modern Yes, they would be marvel amazed thing that we've by created. the sphere. Well, hold on. Would they if the lights were off? Still, Maybe not if the lights were off. A big I'm black talking ball? about if it was being used. I mean, they might be surprised, but like if it's they might be amazed at the fact that we, yeah, you could build a sphere, but that's not going to sp- last. That's going to be gone gonna in rest a away. thousand years. Those things aren't made to last. Um, longevity isn't their purpose. You know what I mean? Um, we got another uh, appearance of Homino Lady, and <laughs> I, I, was I sorry, just one second. I wonder how they made that uh, earthquake safe. We like it was in Vegas week. on a fault. We talked about this last. We week. did. I mean, no. you just build engineers. You just, you just build it on math. those those platforms. That, that's I know, give. but it has no um, like joist. No, is in the circle like the strongest shape? Well, what are we talking about here? Yeah, he's I right. A, like I think a pyramid arcs. is the strongest shape. No, the arc is the strongest shape. Because its force is pushing an I mean, arch. Is that what you mean? Yeah. What did I say? An arc? An arc, yeah. You uh, suck the, my dick, Simon. The only thing um, that gives credit for me to Graham Hancock is that um, he is the victim of ad hominem attacks. As we've seen historically, when you have nothing solid to say, you come a racist or, or whatever. So the, the, he. That's that's in his favor. Well, and what's the racism thing? Is that because no, remember he's six said, people that he don't said, like one person. Remember he said he was like uh, some of these like 
he found like writings or something and he was like they they might have been firsthand accounts from white people and people were just livid about that that was his right because the um right i i remember cuz there's a whole like people call um uh ancient aliens racist because they're saying well the colored people of the time would never be able to do this. They needed help from aliens. And I really don't think that's their contention. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it matters what color the people were. They're assuming that even white people needed help from aliens. <coughs> even, you, even us whites. You want to know what's in here? Something interesting. I just found out um, the Highland mountains in um, uh, like uh, Scotland and Ireland that mountain range is the same mountain range as the Adirondacks. Cause when the world was together, mm -hmm. it's just so neat to think about. Like that's, that's probably totally before. different sides of the world. Not but, really, but, but, but still, at one time we're the same side. We're right together. And same do you mountain think there range. were civilizations then. I mean, I do, but who knows, man? Uh, Graham Hancock has no time for religion. <laughs> Zero time. Zero time for religion. And that's so odd to me because, um, it, like, look at uh, Miriaku, you know, the um, immortality key guy. Marasco. Marasco there. Um his whole thing is based on religions actually starting with the uh, psilocybin and all of this. Like it sounds like at the beginning they all had it right. It was just over time that it, so is it maybe it's modern religion he hates. So no, much. I think his problem is that religion was based on psychedelic experiences that have nothing to do with. I think that's his argument. What do you mean? Well, that like, he's done psychedelics and that he understands that if you did psychedelics, like without a great understanding of what we know now that you could, you could assume that the bush was talking to you or that, you know, all that sort of stuff kind of goes out the window when you know what you know now and you throw psychedelics on top of it. I think his point is like, if someone had just created religion, saws psychedelics, like, Oh, you know, I, I, Moses came down and spoke to me or God came down and spoke to me. He has less of a problem with that. But when you're like, well, I did a bunch of mushrooms, then God came and spoke to me. I think maybe his point is that's less of a religious experience. I know you're going to disagree with that wholeheartedly. Well, I'm just like, he wrote the foreword for Mariescu's book. Graham did. Yeah. So, I mean, he obviously agrees with this idea that mushrooms and drugs formed what we look as religion today. Yeah. I'm not saying that he doesn't have, I'm not, you can... You're just pondering that he says he has no time for religion. What he's saying is like, yeah, that's fine. I agree that modern religion came from people getting super fucked up and seeing things. But his his whole contention, I believe, is that he's like, I see those things too, but it has nothing to do with religion. It's the drugs making mm -hmm. you feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And again, I think for him, it's like there are powers beyond us, but it has nothing, it's not a religious thing. It's the, it's the universe at work or whatever. Because, yeah, he does not like religion. Yeah, modern religion. I think that's what he meant to say. Because we just really like, maybe the re that's what religion was way back in the day. Exactly what you well, no, just said. He, no, because he had the time for Buddhism and certain stuff. But, Simon, that early Testament shit is like the worst of the Bible. 
If, you're, if you want to talk about early religion. I'm talking about before Christianity. Judaism, before Christianity. Okay. Whatever those but things on, are but, based off of. They didn't just come out of nowhere. They were... How can you say that, though? But now you're doing assumptions, okay. right? Well, I, no, but I'm, I am assuming. Okay, I am assuming yeah. that if there was civilization before, mm-hmm. they would have come to get religion. Might have been a totally different thing, and maybe over time got totally changed from what it was. But the idea of people getting together and believing the same thing—I mean, that just seems like a human thing to me. I could be wrong. I'm glad you brought up uh, rescue. So there. If he brought the forward, it just seems like there's a lack of consensus. Between those two guys? Maybe not. And the guy who isn't is more of a quack that I, we referenced earlier about um, Atlantis. I mean, the, these people are counter or fringe to the accepted historians. Yeah. Does that make sense what I just said? No. But that's how history works. You're always fringe until they prove it. Am it's, I wrong? I, I guess, and there are lots of people out there doing what this Graham late, Hancock this does. But Graham Hancock he doesn't care if he's the one or wants to be the one. Does he want to be referenced like in uh, who is his hero? Indiana Jones. Um, Terrence. McKenna? Is, you don't, guys don't agree? He has a reverence for Okay. Terrence McKenna. But even Terrence McKenna doesn't get like a lot of respect. Most people look at him as a kook. I just I just like to know if Terrence McKenna was alive, he's like, this Graham Hancock's an asshole. Or if he totally liked him. They'd probably get along. I think the his the reason why he's no time for religion, because a lot of pushback to his theories come from religion because they would counter their story. My sorry, repeat that. His uh, saying things are different could um, go against some narratives from religions, the Catholic Church or whatever. When they say history is, he says history is. So they they they're not friends. Him and the Catholic Church, and, I think, oh, and more established religions. But Mariasco is friends with the Catholic Church. Well, he's get he, he's I mean, got he a has good access to the Vatican. Well, remember too, like they he wrote the foreword to that book. I think he likes what that guy's up to, but like that guy's never done any, um, he's never done mushrooms. He's never done DNT. Like I'm sure they roll in different fucking groups. That's you know also interesting I mean? as well. Cause Graham has done lots of drugs. Uh, all the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. But I, what does that have to do? <laughs> so you think that because he does drugs and Brian Morasco doesn't, they I think roll there in different are crews? certainly different crews <laughs> of hilarious. people. Oh, no, some of them are big into the whole, um, Anyways, I'm yes, listening. I, I think they roll in different crews. I think Mirescu is not the same group as like uh, Graham Hancock and uh, fucking. Uh, I like the idea that they're Randall all at a Carlson. fucking. They're all at some gathering at the Hilton, and Graham Hancock rolls up with his crew. They're all wearing bomber jackets. Well, it just say, seems like they have yeah. such. <laughs> it's such anti- go back late, his, Pepe. anti-history. They're, yeah. boys. They, have, they have such common ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so easy to communicate with people now. They must all know of each other. Like Mariescu has zero time for people moving things with their mind. Graham Hancock's huge on that. And yet they come together on certain things. I just don't know if those two guys are like best friends. Let's put it that way. Or if they can't agree, there will be no hope. 
I think that's what I was trying to say. All these different people who are challenging the the, the status quo. It's just all people uh, picking away at the wall. Just you know? creating little lanes to talk about mysteries that no one has to explain and get paid. Okay, <laughs> um, listen, trust me, I don't point. think anybody is making a ton of money off of this. You know what I mean? I really? These I would guys disagree. are making their life off of this. Most of these guys who write books, like, I don't think books are a hugely lucrative. Uh, uh, but the book has to say something controversial to be lucrative. I'm Again, just curious. Simon. I don't even think that if you say something controversial, it's lucrative. The, the, the guy didn't print enough copies. It's so <laughs> yeah, they printed a thousand copies and then oh, it sold okay. 10,000. So, like, so that says this is a fringe book. No, okay. Nobody fair enough, reads fair, fucking fair, books fair anymore. Enough, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I withdraw. Um, I don't think Graham should talk about politics, but he I agree. dipped into it. There's no need. That's. Talk about your own politics. Hold on. Wait a minute. We're Canadian. We talk about American We're politics. We're right next door. What? Listen, I'm going to give him a break. Hold on. What he said was, I think talking about politics is a bit of a stretch. He was like, I don't think any one of the leaders right now currently are fit to be leaders, at least in my eyes. And then he said, for me, I would like a leader to be this. I don't know that that's delving well, deep. I think everyone agrees with that. That's like saying... Uh, like you're acting like he came out and was like Donald Trump is one of the worst human beings. He didn't say that. He was no. Just- I, I feel like uh, Joe didn't ask him what he thought. He just uh, again, the fault here is that this is the debate. They didn't have any structure. That's that it. was that's the it. problem. And so they got and that's drugs. why nobody got what they wanted. That's why Matt's angry. That's why you're I'm angry. Not, I'm, not, I'm not angry. It's just it. It's I wasn't just, angry. I actually thought this was the best. I have, I honestly I thought this that. was the best. <laughs> Graham Hancock we ever got. I realized that we didn't get anything new. Nothing was brought to the table. I'm just saying that as far as him and his attitude, and he seems he seems a lot more at peace with like his situation. If it's, that makes sense, it, it does. It's so funny though because I'm I don't think I'm like a Graham Hancock guy. Okay. I I love if what I, he so, talks about. Mm-hmm. If he's not talking about things that I'm into, okay. I find him a pompous douche. Oh, perfect. Like, Interesting. He's okay. not my dude. Perfect. Perfect. You know what I mean? That okay. So for this episode, when they're talking about nothing, like not, I mean, there were a couple of little tidbits in there that I'm sure you won't get to, but <laughs> there was like no. I, most of the time, I was just annoyed by him. Fair enough. You were just sitting there telling me something I don't know. Um, well, and it's like when people talk about things that aren't in their lane, coming yeah. from people who talk about things that aren't in their lane yeah. every week for five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't give a fuck what you think about politics. I don't care what Graham Hancock thinks about um, space travel. I care what he thinks about the things that he knows about. You know no, and I mean? that's fair enough. I'm just saying that like him, <laughs> him saying, I don't think any of the leaders of the you know major nations right now are true leaders and are doing a good job like i don't know that that's no i i mean that's probably pretty self-explanatory you know what i'm saying yeah it just felt like he was talking and he just lashed out because he could but and he's allowed to do so i think we should teach that the experience you have on earth is training for the afterlife why do you think we should teach that you want to teach that that something that you are completely uncertain of that we can't prove is it just be a, a, I, I and I guess that's what religions are. That's what I was just going to say. Is. You are religious, Kamar. You just haven't started picking up the Bible yet. And why they took that out of the curriculum? Um, or because you are, you die, lights out, worm food. 
That is what I believe, yeah. but I can't prove uh, it just of, like of, you. Of course you can't. I, I just think we should go with. And you know what? I don't believe that anybody believes what they believe until they're faced with a mortal end. And then we find out what everybody believes. And I, I'm saying me too. I can talk a lot of shit until you're on your deathbed. That's when you really decide what you believe. I guess we should start religion. I just think it'd be comforting to think everything that happens here. And he's just explaining religion. Like yeah. he's not, you're not talking about it. That's what re- all the religions are. Well, no, he's, They're all he's, to make you he, feel better about he dying. Said, he said, I believe the experience. He Graham Hancock said this. I also think Simon, I'm not coming up with my own idea. I also think Simon, they're designed to make you at death feel like all the shitty stuff you may have done is like forgiven. Because that's a big part of religion too. Well, yeah, right? well at least get, Christianity. You be able to get to heaven. Well, no, but it's just the idea that like your sins are forgiven no it's matter like what. Anyway, as long conscience. as you be, as long as you believe this, then whatever ill you did during your life, because there's I'm sure there's a lot of people in their deathbed that are like, "Fuck, I." I hurt people. I did this. I did that. I, I wish I could go back and change that. I mean, it's tough for me to believe that most people live a life where they're like, oh, I didn't fuck someone over. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of it is like that on your deathbed there, if you're religious, you can say, well, I wiped the slate clean. I'm fine. So even if there is nothing after this, I mean, listen, Kamar, if you think that I'm happy that this is it, that we just fucking live this useless life and then we die and there's nothing after, that's the most morbid shit ever. But, I know, have, but all you have to do is just change your fucking opinion. Like, it's just yourself. that easy. But we, you've I got, lie to myself about other things. And you have no interest to do it, so it's obviously not that big a deal to you. Well, it isn't. Not I mean, now. Not now. That's what I'm saying. Once you're closer to the end, I think it becomes a bigger deal. And I think as you get we'll older and to, older... We'll have to revisit this when you're 80. He's, so, he's so young. Yeah, once yeah, once you come yeah, close to 50 yeah, and you start once seeing you have, your own mortality. You, you, know what's funny? you know what's funny? This seen. guy's like four years older than me and he says this and then he talks about near death. I've been in a coma and he's like, well, that's not a coma. You weren't in a coma. You weren't even hurt. I don't think so. I would have a pot to piss in if you could grow a full beard. That's great. See, and then he just takes a shot at me for no reason. Um, when you were in your coma, did you... Did, do you have any recollection of anything? Did you have any thoughts in your coma? Nope. You didn't come out knowing any like nope. truths, no nothing, uh, no zero. So don't, aren't you a 45-year-old with a roommate? <laughs> oh, well, whoa, I'm just curious whoa, if we're doing this. I, just, I was just curious. I'm just trying to figure I, I, it out I, here. You, did, you have the flow's beard. Oh, no. I didn't realize that's just that's his oh, I just thought we were. I just thought we were doing this now. We can't. Three roommates. Okay. Um, that makes it worse. No, but but I'm a, I'm a semi-professional comedian, so it's true. I'm actually doing well. You we do have space. that, yeah, that's true. So yeah, back to your coma, um, zero. Yeah, and that's part of that. I know years upon I years know, too. I know you're not going to like this, but that's that is why I'm like I think it's just lights out, and I know you're going to yeah, say you, you weren't, weren't dead. dead. I I understand that. You were not dead. Fair enough. There's a huge difference. Yeah, between there is a medical coma and um, lights out. Yes, I realize that. I'm not a, I'm not like oblivious to that. When you're but in I a can, coma, your soul doesn't leave your body. Sure, but I could argue I've been closer to death than you. Okay. I think I was trying to say you're young looking. I don't think I was arguing. And that's and why I was just trying to say life. that you live with good people. Oh, I and see, because cl- I said 50 is closer to death. Yes. I mean... Well, you, okay, so your, your bullshit makes sense, but mine is ridiculous. Do you think, based on the experiences you've had with mushrooms, that sort of pushes with your idea of just 
No, because my experience there? with mushrooms is not that like, oh, after this, I get to go somewhere better. It's just that there's probably things I can't see on this earth. And we know that to be a fact. Yeah, that's so fine. Listen, I, I think DMT might be different for that than mushrooms. You I know agree with I that mean? too. Yeah. Like mushrooms, even everyone has a different mushroom experience. You might have similarities. Whereas what you describe with DMT, everyone feels the same thing, right? By and large, the but geometric shapes, the is ever since I did DMT mushrooms are a little bit different. I just think it's the same thing with DMT. Like who is doing this? I mean, like, maybe you haven't had a crazy chip when you, like, I, more you close your eyes and you actually see images or something. DMT, I think you see things that you've never imagined before or seen. So how, where is this coming? What memories is coming from? And I was just wondering, maybe that could happen a couple times. Oh, that's a good point, though. When you're on mushrooms, you don't see anything that you haven't seen before. Yes. Whereas DMT, you'd be seeing almost like a realm that you're not a part of, which is whatever you're saying. It's so hard to describe. It's like because when I when I did mushrooms, I never like I would close my eyes, but I would never spend like an hour with my eyes shut. Really awake? You never been by yourself on mushrooms? I I always just and realize your eyes were shut for ten minutes. I I was just gonna say, like for me, mushrooms always just like social, almost like weed. Like it just accentuated everything. Like. I what I loved about mushrooms was the DVD vision, um, clear, clear. Yeah, how everything was funny. Like I just, I always like laughing. So for me, I think these are just different doses. Like I don't think I've ever done a dose of mushrooms that would come close to like what these guys are talking about. You've never done three and a half grams. I have, but I it just wasn't like. A, I think you were so young though. It's just I different. got like. I was super fucked up one time where people's faces were like fucking melting and shit was crazy. But like, I don't, I, I think that's different. Think there's than, an afterlife. Yeah. That I, I never even contemplated afterlife while I was doing mushrooms. I mean, mushrooms are a weird one too. Like we, you know, growing up with weed, like you could see weed and be like, that weed looks great. Smell it. Be like, that weed smells great. Smoke it. And then you're like, I'm so high versus this other weed where you're like, didn't look great. I smoke. You guys it. haven't done them in like five years. Maybe do, more. Sorry, can you get to the end? I of do that? mushrooms all you're, the time. You're oh, I was, saying that some mushrooms are better than others. Uh, well, I never. Dose. I had never thought about it when I was young. I just assumed you got mushrooms and they all did the same. But like, no, you know, like I, I, I did one night when we were young. I did like seven grams of mushrooms. Now I didn't eat. I didn't grab seven grams and throw them in my mouth. I did like a gram. Didn't feel anything after an hour. Ate two more. Wait an hour. Didn't feel anything. Ate. Two, you know what I mean? I, dude, I've seen people eat like a gram of penis envy and be like, call a fucking ambulance. Yes. So yes, like, yes, I assume that if you did seven grams of penis envy, like you might go to the fucking moon and back. The I don't most, know. The most fucked no desire up, for that. No. The most fucked up I ever got on mushrooms, Kamar, the, like the craziest trip of my life was from these hydroponic mushrooms grown by, uh, someone we know, someone <laughs> we, that our friend knows there, uh, I think I know. RL. You know who I'm talking about? I don't think it matters. I'll, I'll tell you later. Um, and he was like a crazy pharmaceutical, like genius dude. And he had obviously grown like a real special set of mushrooms because they were so different than anything I had ever done. I mean, I remember back in the day, someone gave me like a gram of chocolate mushrooms. They had like a, they had like a cooler and they were like, do you want to buy a gram of chocolate mushrooms? And I was like, that was the best thing in the world. Dude, I was, that was the highest I've ever been on mushrooms. That one gram of chocolate mushrooms. Like I remember walking through the Glebe all night with Danny just fucked. Like who knows what that 
when yeah, you can't right. see I mean, yeah. the mushrooms, weigh the mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> like, might not have even been mushrooms. I might have gotten fucking PCP. It also might have been 10 grams of mushrooms. That's true, like, yeah. You just don't even know. In any, I was going to say it in the, uh, well, they should have psychedelic hospices. For sure. It's, for com- sure. it's coming. For sure. That is absolutely coming. I was going to talk about the post, Joe, but I've, it, it applies here. Did you hear about the story this week? Um, an Alaskan Airlines pilot. If you're a pilot and you're off duty, you sometimes you'll hop on a plane and to get a ride somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the cabin in the bottom. Yeah. Well, no, he, he was sitting in the cab with the other pilots. Okay. Said, I'll hit your ride with you boys. I don't and think you're supposed to do that. He's a pilot. Yeah, I know, but I still think you're supposed to be in. No, like but in the, the smaller in the seats. smaller planes, they might not have this, an option. I, okay. Anyways, go on. Yeah. This is what happened. Okay. And he's in the plane. And they're flying, and he turns off the engines, or attempts to turn off the engines. Why? I don't know why, but uh, they they subdued him or whatever, landed the plane, and it came out that he had done mushrooms forty-eight hours prior and hadn't slept for forty hours. Okay. And I just saw it as. This is one of those um, acid stories. Like, this is a pushback. I, I don't know why they had to mention, because we all know mushrooms, 48 hours later, you shouldn't be feeling anything. They should be having no effect on you. Maybe. Well, why the fuck did that guy do that? Well, hold on. I, when I do mushrooms, the come down is terrible. I also. Two like, days later, yeah. Well, no, but what I'm saying is it's different for everyone. What I, I'm saying that me personally, I, have a, I can't sleep when I'm on mushrooms. I have a tough time sleeping anyway. I can't sleep when I'm on mushrooms, and the come down is tough. I could see that if 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 this guy had it ten times worse than me, I could see him being up for two days and being like, "This isn't worth living," and I'm going to kill fucking well, fifty that's people. Exactly why you're not supposed to be in the cabin. There's a locked door. Like there are all well, sorts of rules after nine eleven. It's for anybody. You're not supposed to be like the stewardesses for, don't go in the there. The stewardesses go in there. They go in there to serve food, maybe, but they don't sit up there with the pilots. Okay, but it's another pilot, Simon. I, he's not the pilot of that plane. There's zero reason why he should be in the cockpit. My point was um, that down the road, when they say psychedelic hospices, well, no, this guy, mushrooms mm. are not safe. Using this as a case study to push back against mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time only time. Or they're just trying to look for a reason why this guy might have freaked out and tried to crash yeah. a plane. Hey, hey, yeah, that's possible. He's been charged with the eighth three counts of attempted if murder. If you had found 83. fucking cocaine in his system from two days ago, you would be like, did this have something to do with it? Because what caused this normal guy to... And maybe he just had an adverse reaction. I would just be dismayed if that is used as a case... To push back, whoa, whoa, on your psychedelics here. It's not all rosy. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that. In I don't like that look. <laughs> you can close your eyes. In our country, we're already like well on our way to legalization of mushrooms. So okay, how about this. In six months from now, if that comes up, I'm right. Yeah, sure. Okay. I I, I hope it doesn't happen. I I. Th- when the story came out, sorry, did you hear this on Jimmy Dore? You seem really adamant about this point, so I assume you got it. From oh, somewhere. it was on CBC, CNN. It was just a new. It was just a news story. The news story happened, and then two days later, it came back. They mentioned the mushrooms. I understand what you're saying that if he was drunk, they're not going to stop uh, serving alcohol. I just it occurred to me that they mentioned mushrooms, and maybe that's what's going to happen. It's maybe funny, not. eh? Because. 
my whole thing is I hear that story and I'm like, why is he in the cockpit? Yeah. His whole thing is why are they talking about the mushrooms? Yeah. Yep. Two different movies. Um, <laughs> you guys have no experience with migraines? I have migraines and my dad gets really bad. So migraines. what uh, Graham described? Nothing, the- nothing like that. That sounds like fucking... I'm surprised he hasn't. I think it's because he's so full of shit. (laughs) His brain just is pushing out. I experienced them not as bad as him for like three years after my uh, stay in the hospital. But nothing like it wasn't like two days in bed where I couldn't see light. But I will say, like, if you have a really bad migraine, it does feel crippling. Like you're just like, I I don't know. I, I mean, I get a headache if I'm super hungover and dehydrated. But I sometimes I get these headaches and. If I like cough the tiniest little bit, yeah. it sends these like oh, dude, that cough will roll through your head for like twenty minutes of torture, and like you just can't take enough Tylenol to make it go away for hours. Know? It lasts for a long time. I don't know, and then usually I'll go to sleep and it'll be gone. But sometimes I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up in the morning and I cough and it's still there. I'm like, holy fuck, man. Uh, the coolest thing they talked about, in my opinion, is the study to map the DMT world. It, cause if everyone does it and it's very similar, they're going to like take all these experiences where they're doing it for an hour or something and maybe have another, it, it'd be the same as the map of the universe we have now. Like, you can't it's go a neat, there It's a that. neat idea. I think it's a super sure. neat idea. It's crazy, eh, Joe? We forget that it's sober October. Like you really saw it during the Racka Racka Boys. But in this one, Graham's like, yeah, and they offered us this. You and I can get a free session. Zero um, reaction. Well, no, they wanted him to participate in the study. Probably to get. I don't think so. I think they just were offering him a free session of this one hour DMT experience intravenously. Mm. Probably because they want to get more people to do it. And it's good to have. It doesn't matter if they're famous or not. Celebrities involved, you know? It gets me so hard when Simon says intravenously. So, yeah, he invites Joe to the DMT studies. Uh, Elon Media offered a billion dollars to change Wikipedia to Dickopedia. Yeah, I think that's fine. Graham Hancock. I've never seen this most slanderous website in my life. Power on, Elon. Kamar, back to the idea of mapping the DMT world. I love the idea that, like, 10 years from now... It could be like earlier today, Starbucks opened its first location in the DMT world. Well, the, the, that you know I mean? you're, is, you're up there, like, look at the fucking. Oh, you know what? I need an ice cap too. That's initially what the metaverse sort of sounded like yeah. it was being when yeah. all those people were buying properties and stuff. Well, that would be a whole different thing, eh? If the metaverse was really just like you had to take DMT to get there. Oh, well, that'd be interesting. So they would just make like a chip, like Elon's chip, but it would be. Uh, like a slow dose yes, DMT to get you into that world. That's so interesting. But you're just sitting right? on a couch. But you're just sitting you're on a couch. Yeah. Exactly. Getting fat. Exactly. Um, no, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I did. Okay. So they tell me the DMT uh, dreams where you can't remember your dreams. That's a very weird thing. I can't. Apparently, I woke Halima up last night. She's like, You woke me up last night to tell me about one of your dreams. I have zero recollection of this. And I'm like, What was it? She's like, I can't remember. And, and probably what, like, well, what you said was. Why nonsense. didn't you write it down? I obviously told you because I wanted you to make a note. 
There is nothing less interesting than someone else's dreams. Oh yeah, for sure. I love telling people about my dreams. No, I know you do. I cannot listen to one moment. I think you'd have to um, voice memo right away and just sort of word it out. It is ironic about you that you're like speed this fucking story up, but you have no problem droning on and on about a twenty minute fucking dream. That's very Kreischer. Yeah, I got a problem. (laughs) Um, And at this point, then they say, "Oh, by the way." This was supposed to be a debate. Uh, we, I just, I felt... By the way, this episode sucked because this wasn't how it was supposed to be. I felt totally abused. I got to, let's, I, can I, I, I don't like the idea of these Joe Rogan debates. And I'll tell you why. It's, it's an, it's not a neutral territory for anyone on the other side. And I wouldn't agree to it. Like when they're blown away that people won't go on Joe's show to debate. Cause you think the person's going in against Joe and that's, that's exactly yeah. what they're doing. And that's, you're fucking crazy to think it's anything other than that. I'm that's sorry. That's why, um, what's his name? Wouldn't hot, hot, um, Oh no. Uh, yeah. Peter, Peter Hotez, Hotez yeah. wouldn't do it because you're going in to fight two people. Well, not really. Joe knows show. nothing but what he's heard. Doesn't matter. Hancock. He's never Yo. even been to the pyramids. Kamar, no. Kamar, I'm there alone. I'm a nerd. I'm already nervous. I'm there with another nerd who should be nervous, but he has the alphaist of alpha males tattooed up behind him going, yeah, yeah, no, what he said. And what about but this? But that's all he's got. He- no, and he, he has the occasional what about that. Listen, Kamar, there's been times in this podcast where Simon and I are, don't have anything to bring, but we're both arguing against you and you find it frustrating. Mm-hmm. Being ganged yeah. up on in general is just not but fun. I, yeah, I, if, I get it if, all the time. If I was an expert, and I, well, I'm not expert in comedy, but I, no. when you guys are telling me about comedy, I feel like you guys don't know what you're talking about. Or When you're telling me about comedy, I don't think you know what you're talking about. I was just going to say, you think we don't. I was like, sometimes I feel like you don't. It's always horrible to use yourself as an example. I'm just saying, if this guy's an expert, he should be fine. I... I all we're looking for is Graham to lose his fucking temper and stammer, okay? Listen, That's usually, all I want. <laughs> usually when you have a debate, you do so on neutral ground, and the person running the debate isn't has no opinion one way or another. And I think Joe's opinion could be swayed, and he throws Graham Hancock out of the 1,000% could not, not in this case. Okay. Maybe if you had Graham against another guy who had like a different opinion about ancient, you know, Graham thinks they moved it with their minds and this guy thinks they fucking used woolly mammoths to pull stone. Joel would be open to that, but he's not open to uh, 5,000 years and possibly 100,000 years difference in starting points. He's just not. Uh, okay. They talked about... Um, <laughs> Uh, well, no, we, we, debate, when the debate happens, if this guy gets better, they find someone else, we'll know. We'll know if it was, if it was um, a lamb going in the lion's den or whatever. Uh, AI, translating languages, that could be really cool. I don't know how that completely works, but... That is interesting. Does AI just become its own Rosetta Stone? Well, and that, that leads me, there's two things. The Rosetta Stone is just by chance. They find this one tablet that allows them to translate all egyptian language it's crazy man. weird it well i mean you have to find it somewhere right uh, yeah it, but no it's like it, was it left to be found or if they don't find it are we still it pr- it probably got eating like lice at each other's head it probably got stolen from like the library of alexandria before it got ransacked and everything got taken away and this one thing got hidden in this 
chamber somewhere and then they discover or the, it or one day. Rome or uh, the Vatican City was built on top of it. Vatican City was built on top of the Library of Alexandria. No, of the Rosetta Stone. So Alexandria was originally in Rome. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm completely making going grand oh, I know you on yeah. here. I, I have no idea that. I mean, it must have been. S- no, uh, I believe Alexandria is where Alexandria currently is, but no, maybe but he, I'm wrong. He, this thing was said to be destroyed, so no one knows where it, it is. It must be in the Middle East somewhere, right? Uh, okay. What are you talking about, Alexandria? Yeah, where is Alexandria? It's in Greece. Is it? Yeah. The expert speaks. No, the non-expert, the high school dropout. Um, Easter Island language. Languages are weird. It's in Egypt. Alexandria? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. But you yeah. sounded sure with that. So yeah, well, I, I, would, I, would, I sound sure I about everything. I would bet money that it was in Greece after you said yeah, that. No. Again, they're not that far from each other. Like, you take a ferry from Italy to Morocco, it takes like an hour or something. Well, Two it's hours. not in Italy. We know that. No, I'm just... T- okay. No, no. Well, you're talking about Sicily. Like, Sicily... Or the tip. Rome is like middle of the country. Middle no? of the country. But even to get from Rome to like... Uh, Listen, I get... Simon, as far as Europe is concerned, it's, it's one of the closest points. Yes, you can see... There's a point in Italy where you can see... Anyways, I'm Africa. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying these things aren't that far from each yeah. other. Like I'm just making shit up. Whether it's in Greece or Egypt. But the uh, <laughs> he showed that Easter Island language. Because... Does written language and verbal language go hand in hand? Well, I think verbal language probably comes first. Well, I think you have verbal and then you do like pictures and stuff. And then you would get like written language. I think that's probably the progression, no? So I told you a couple, like three months ago, I was like language. The more I think about it makes the least amount of sense to me. But what he showed from Easter Island was letters were like... (laughs) That no one even knows what it is. From Easter Island, really? At the very end, I think it was on the side of a piece of wood or something. It was really beautiful. It almost sort of looked a little bit Arabic. You know how sometimes Arabic can look or Hebrew. like um like almost art, like like script. Um but that the the amount of time it would take to uh develop a language, agree on what A's look like, or, or whatever, whatever the it's it's hard to use R. One alphabet. Well, no, our alphabet is easy because it's derivative of Latin and all the stuff that they, came before the, the it. The characters tough, look the similar. Because that looks so much like Hebrew letters. Like when you, if you drew out Hebrew letters into it, they look like other things. They don't look like letters that we I know. I agree. Yeah, that's why I, I said I Hebrew, believe yeah. the. But if someone if someone comes across an ancient script and sees it Hebrew, they can read it. Who is someone? Someone who can read the archaeologist. Someone whatever. who can read Hebrew. No one can understand this one from Easter Island. Okay, it, 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 it's another language. They have no Rosetta Stone for it. Yeah, sure. Well, they don't know what the letters. I, I don't mean. even know what the Rosetta Stone is. It was like uh, <clears throat> it showed you this letter meant this, this letter meant that, this picture meant this, this picture meant that, and then they were able to take that and translate all the um, hieroglyphs they find in Egypt, I believe. Well, Simon, it's interesting because right now they're trying. They don't have the Rosetta Stone for it, then yes. There, there's a the place where we put all of our used plutonium, all of our spent plutonium. They're trying to figure out a way to properly um, tell people in the future. Precisely, yeah, because 
Well, because the idea, Kamara, is they're like... They're, they're creating a Rosetta Stone for don't open this door? Correct. Precisely, yeah. Well, they're trying to say, like, listen, it, let's say something happens to our civilization, and 10,000 years from now, another civilization arises. What? How do we properly tell them um, don't go here? Because the one I heard was like, let's say you use the skull and crossbones. In pirate times, that could have meant like... Well, yeah, but in the pirate times, it could have meant there's a treasure yeah, here. Sure. So... The meaning of things changes. And yep, it's a it's a problem. That's why <laughs> the when is back. Eh? Yeah, oh, it's, I can't breathe. That's why when they sent um, that like plaque thing to space, you know, in case yeah. the aliens yeah. find it, they used like a mathematical equation because they figured that would be it's the, the only universal, universal language. language. Yeah. What is the Tesla going to tell them? There's supposed to be a Tesla that's just flying. Oh, out in space. Well, there's not. And Tesla won't tell them anything because no Tesla will be able to stand the test of time. They're all built like fucking... They're not out of a stone car. (laughs) Hilarious. It's like the Flintstones. Elon Musk, uh, our new car is called the Pyramid. So yeah, if if AI AI may be, again, where's this ugly head or pretty head? The connector to just... Once it starts, um, it is interesting, Kamar. If you could, you, we don't have to feed deciphering languages. AI has already been fed all the languages that exist on Earth today. So you're right. Why couldn't you just feed it all the ancient hieroglyphs, everything, and say, "Hey, get to work," because they'd have a better chance than we will. And, and what takes you... someone a lifetime of work, it does in thirty That's seconds, and saying. he shoots himself. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you could like feed a program every piece of like. Um, proof they found and let it try and um extrapolate a timeline or something you know i mean it doesn't matter because it's all again i go back nobody's to gatekeeping. gonna believe it like if chat gbt you know someone has someone has that untethered ai and that person could answer it but right now we're we have this watered down version and even if let's just say they built an ai they said find the meaning of life it comes out with the equation to the number 42. We would just be like, I don't believe it. Live hard, die. How do we know that's an unbiased AI? You know, (laughs) like there's no, there's Uh, no truth left to be found. Churches on churches. We've talked about that many times. Many times. Is that me? Have you seen the one they're talking about? The glass floor. No, the church here. Well, they were talking about the glass floor. Yeah, yeah, was. that one. But he was also, that was Joe talking about the glass floor. Um, Graham was talking about the one in Mexico City, I believe, or somewhere in South uh, Central or South America. It's a giant mountain, and then the cathedral is built on the top of the mountain. That mountain is actually a pyramid. So this church is built on top of the pyramid. And when you go into the basement of the church, you get into the pyramid. And that pyramid could be on another pyramid. Probably on three other pyramids. For your purposes. Hold on, I'm going to find it for you. But you can go on. Um, I, for, I, I wrote down rubber. Because they made rubber. R- yeah. R- rubber is natural? Yeah, it comes, it comes from, from a rubber plant. And plastic trees. is... Rubber tree, yeah. yeah. Plastic is synthetic. synthetic. yeah. But it's natural. It comes from oil. They, they could have been oil, using yeah. rubber. They could have had plastics the same way kind of we do, a substance to make other things that was not our plastic at all right but kamar when i was in thailand there's rubber trees everywhere did you touch it yeah and it felt like rubber 
No, no, no. You, it's like a, this the sap. I'm pretty sure you like score the tree. It and just then I seems think like they a tree, maybe the, the bark soft or whatever. But. Now again, I said Alexandria was in Greece, so I might be completely wrong about this. <laughs> <laughs> Grain of salt. Yeah. And finally, the Omex of Costa Rica. Does that ring a bell to you? Simon? The Omex. Yeah, that was a civilization. No, he said apparently. of Costa Rica. Well, they might have gotten down to Costa Rica. Well, that's the question. They were no, from they, Costa Rica. they were talking about the Costa Rican spheres. Yeah. I don't know if that was the, the attributed to the Omex, though. I put Omex Costa Rica. I thought you <laughs> I, put, I thought you'd fill in the blanks <laughs> for so me. The Omex, I wrote down rubber. I was hoping someone... The Omex someone... <laughs> are those giant heads they find. Yeah. The mm-hmm. Olmec heads. Do you remember which ones I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They clearly look like they're African people. Like, when you see them, you're like, oh, that's an African they're all person. eating watermelon? But they're found not in Africa. <laughs> they're all it? eating watermelon. That doesn't even work. That doesn't work at all. That's an American thing, I believe. I realized as I was saying African. So, Kamari, this is so crazy, okay? So this, this is a mock-up of what is actually going on. So you have the church on top of a pyramid, built on top of a pyramid, built on top of a pyramid. Is, it, is the third pyramid known or is this? Yeah, no, they know all of wow. those under there. Do you yeah. see that picture? I don't care. It's so crazy. He doesn't care. It's okay. Well, I, I, I do care. I just felt totally fucking honey potted here. I hate to equate it like this, but it's like when you go to a restaurant and they have their sign up, but behind their sign, you can still see the weathered KFC behind it. You know what I mean? And you're, I just, that's how much I care. I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. Such an asshole. <laughs> Unbelievable. Not the same at all, but very funny. It's like, you can always see the mattress mart. That's what, that's like they I'm did saying. the worst that's job of getting rid of mattress mart. and blockbusters. See? You see blockbusters yeah. forever. You can see the stain around where the ticket used to be. Exactly. Imagine they like unearth the oldest civilization ever. It's under the sand, and then there's a blockbuster <laughs> sign. Just McDonald's. like oh, for yeah. fuck's sake! It. So it's Planet of the Apes. <laughs> so was like, um, no, but that is that like that movie for whatever you want to say. The end of that where he sees the, the Statue, Statue of Liberty. Of, what a fucking yeah. amazing end! Get your hands off of me, you ape! That we're talking He's about filthy. Your damn dirty ape. Oh. You filthy. Ape? Um, we're just making it worse. I, I, thought, I thought there was a story that there was like Netflix is opening a brick and mortar store in a blockbuster. Maybe it's just a meme. Uh, yeah. So- May- maybe. <laughs> I did see this tweet the other day where this guy was like, I'm thinking of starting a podcast, but in real life with people. No microphones, no recordings, just people talking about ideas. And the person commented, this, this internet bro just figured out hanging out with people. <laughs> well, that's how it's going to be. Uh, yeah, this could have been fireworks and Graham getting flustered and Joe out of his element, an expert just handling them, or him crying and breaking down and realizing his whole life was a lie, but it was not that. It was just another Graham Hancock episode, which I would not Hancock. recommend to anyone to watch. In closing, though, I got to give it up for Graham Hancock. He's, he, he's, like I said, this was the best him. He seems more... um. Like he said, he was like, you know, I believe that they believe what they believe. Like, he's like, I don't think they're just trying to do this to hide some narrative. He's like, I think they truly believe it. And I'm fine with that. And he was saying, you know, he's like, this guy was willing to come on here. And he was willing to debate me because he feels like he's right. I feel like I'm right. He's only here because he didn't get cancer. I wish him the best. Like, I thought it was, this was the best Graham Hancock we've got. He did just do an ayahuasca trip. So maybe. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah. Good spirits. That, uh, because I mean, that really was always a thing with Graham Hancock. He's done so many ayahuasca 
and still had all this like all hatred this in his yeah. heart, you know. <laughs> Bitter. Uh, well, the fact that Netflix like gave him I money haven't done any special, it makes sense. I have all the hatred in my heart. Well, and give him give Netflix credit too that like they obviously caught a lot of flack and hate, and they were like, we don't give a shit. But that's his vindication, and he like. He I mean, I don't think there's any flack and hate. Like, what does Netflix care? They're not like an educational network. You know what I mean? No, but we know that from like there's been times where there's been a lot of heat and pushback, whether it's Chappelle or. There have been oh, times where yeah, they put things you. on that yeah, people Yeah, but there's get, only yeah. six nerds involved here. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I get you, yeah. But that's even more my point, right? They put way more controversial stuff on than a couple of fucking rocks that nobody understands, apparently. I just think it's funny that you complain. Like, if, you, if I found something on Netflix that I disagreed with or found offensive, I would never write them a letter being like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like if you watch television, you can't expect that every single thing that you're going to come across is going to agree with your statement, no, your point of view. No, it's because you're signing up for Netflix, I think. So you think, like, I'm a customer. Whereas you, you sign were, up for cable. I know, but you, we never really thought we were, like, customers of cable. It doesn't matter. My point is I don't expect that Netflix is going to cater to just my likings and my... No, no, I, I'm just telling you why these Karens think that. You know what I mean? Fuck them. I give this episode a two and a half. It's like I listen to this free podcast and I'm still going to complain yeah. about it. I give it a two and a half. I give it a two and a half. And that's only out of respect for Graham. We have an agreement. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to pay a no, bill. No, we're doing. Oh, okay. No, we're definitely taking a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill and we will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Gang, I'm going to level with you. When I was in my 20s, I like to self-sabotage, love to make mistakes, couldn't make the right choice if it was right in front of me. And it definitely made living life quite easy. Just tripping over your own feet, always getting, always getting in your own way, really. Like you know what you should do and you know what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so that you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. I know for me, speaking with a therapist helped gain some self-esteem back, which made me feel more comfortable in the decisions I was making. Just trust yourself more, you know, first guess, best guess kind of thing. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash J-R-E-E today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. We're back. Thank you so much to the sponsors. There will be a link in the description. Please be sure to go and check them out. Come on, can I get a name and a number? 2052, Shane Dorian. Simon's boy. Oh, man. Wow. What a week for Simon. We uncovered, oh, we uncovered that. Send out the fucking parades. Yeah, for the five year, they just gave you everything you Get wanted. Get a mediocre fucking... Uh, I can't even remember his name. We just <laughs> did him. Uh, Randall Carlson. That's all that's coming to mind. Graham Hancock. Uh-huh. A mediocre Graham Hancock, yeah. followed by possibly the worst podcast of all time. It's sort of up there, right? Because they started talking about surgeries and painkillers. But he said, uh, Shane, 
what do you have to talk about? There's a lot's going on and there was yeah, nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> nothing <laughs> new going on. Yeah. No. We talked about painkillers, uh, stem cells. Yeah. One interesting thing is you, sorry, man, if you get squeamish, you got that surgery they talked about. The fusion? Where they go through your front. Eh? Yeah. It's gross. It's amazing. And I made the mistake of watching the surgery the night before oh I got my Yes, surgery. yes, you definitely made a mistake. Because I had no idea how it all worked until they. I watched the video of them opening it up, oh. and you look like the... Um, Demigog or whatever from uh, that happened to you. <laughs> yeah, I know it's fucked up. How long did the pain go away for? Like immediately after surgery, it was when gone. you come through. Yeah, I woke up just like I could move my arm all around. It was amazing. You didn't feel immense soreness here. Oh, it was really sore, but from the, where the- everyday pain that I had at that time was gone. So it was, it was a success for you? Oh, I mean, it something went wrong a year later, so no, it wasn't a success. But you didn't have immense pain from them cutting open your neck? No, that's not all that painful. The pain is hole. from just the, A, the surgery. Any surgery you go through is um, yeah, agreed. a toll on your body. And this one sucked because after it was done, I had to wear that neck brace for like eight weeks or whatever. And it sucked. They wanted you to like um, wear it in the shower and like, cause you need your neck to set properly. So you had to wear it while you were sleeping. It was a real, that was the absolute worst part. Yeah. Cause I'm also a front sleeper. So I had to sleep on my back for a really long time, which I found really hard. If something didn't go wrong a year later, um, would you you'd be happy you've gone it? Yeah, for sure. But because if something it worked, w- something went wrong a year later. It was a waste of time, and you would not. W- yeah, would you I've, go through it again? I mean, yeah, I think I would take the shot again. But I, uh, I think I would also, I don't know, try something else before that. Did they prescribe to you painkillers? Yes. Oh, really? They it was. You, did you ask, like, I'm in a lot of pain? Or they're like, take I these. told them I was in a lot of pain. They and, decided what they And what they on. gave you did the trick. It worked. When you're in pain, um, you don't get high off the painkillers. Do you know what I mean? The pain just goes away. We've both taken painkillers for fun. Recreationally. Recreationally. When you take it and you're not in pain, all that pill has to do is make you feel good. Because it's going to fight a pain and it has nothing to fight. So it's just bliss. It, and it, it when when you pain. have a pain in your body, that Specific, when you're really in pain acute. and you actually need painkillers, it, it's all going to fight that pain. So yeah, you feel better, but you don't feel the same way you do when you take them for no reason. For no reason. Mm-hmm. It, Cause it's tricking your brain. Like that's what the painkiller is all about. It's like somehow tricking your brain into believing that everything is good. I think someone gave me a Dilaudid a little while ago and I could not believe how small it was and that it did have an effect on me. Well, that's the same with like, have you ever taken lorazepam or Ativan? No. It's just like a- I know someone who takes Ativan. They're such a tiny little pill and it- will like knock your butt down man and that's what makes me believe about fentanyl and stuff 
um, stem cells. Shane, I don't think has gotten stem cells, or they didn't work. Are you intrigued by that? By stem cells? I'm frustrated that it's not an option. Yeah, it? I mean, I like. I'm not so intrigued that I want to get on a plane and fly to Panama, but I'm definitely like wish they would open that shit up here. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I don't get why a lot of look if it's religion I if believe. you have all these and people the going the to cells. different countries to get procedures done, yeah. I really believe that your country needs to take a better look at what's happening there. Like, why are your citizens flocking to other places to get things done? And if you're a betting man, you think I think they'll get to stem cells before they get to assisted suicide. I mean, pre-COVID, I would have agreed with you. I wouldn't have agreed with you. Post-COVID, I, I agree with you. What? Well, pre-COVID, I would have been like, there's probably reasons like, you know, they've, there was a belief that they vetted things for safety for quite some time. And that until they could prove the long-term efficacy versus, you know, risk and reward, they wouldn't allow it. And that you could go there if you wanted as a free citizen, whatever. But now, you know, now that I'm like, well, they, they do whatever the fuck they yeah, want. Why anyway. are they keeping it yeah. from here? Yeah. Um, I also just think too, that like, there's a certain amount of like public opinion that goes into it too, meaning that um, if nobody's interested in a certain drug, mm-hmm. the government probably isn't going to waste its time putting any work into it. Yeah. But if there is, and that's what I'm saying, if you have enough people going to fucking Panama to get stem cells or whatever, maybe you need to take a second look at like, why a you're not doing it what would be interesting is if they would foot the bill for it like support it we're not going to do it here under ohip oh that's a good that's a good point going to the hospital whatever i don't understand so if if stem cell treatment is exceedingly expensive um most canadians would benefit from it and then that would cripple the healthcare system i mean it it wouldn't sorry let me back that up the upfront cost might cripple the healthcare system, but the long-term benefits might outweigh it. <coughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like if, if every Canadian took stem cells for whatever ails them and they became better, the long-term, like if no one's going to the hospital for the next three years. Yeah, you're just saying that at the beginning. Short-term pain be, for long-term Because pain. stem cells cost so much money. I believe it's expensive, is it not? Well, I think it is because you have to harvest them from actual uh, umbilical cords and the like. So if there's more mainstream, maybe the cost would go down? Yeah, and again, yes. And right now, it's it's exceedingly expensive. If they do the work and they put the stuff, then it becomes cheaper, right? Like, that's the whole idea. That's what you hope, yeah. What I was thinking about healthcare the other day is in Canada, I mean... You know, during the pandemic, it was like, oh, there's no beds left or whatever. And I think there still are no beds left right right now. But if um, if no one went to the hospital at all, mm-hmm. it would be all right. Everyone would get paid and, right? Well, there's never going to be a time where no one goes to the hospital. Uh, of course not, but just say. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, if no one goes to the hospital sick, if it's just for emergencies, it still like, just runs. You got hospitals no- have their budget. Everyone gets paid. It because it's not it's not it doesn't depend on getting customers 
which in this case are patients, whereas in America they do. Well, no, it does. If you have a hospital and zero people are going to it, they're go- the Canadian they government is going to shut that. They would lay people that. off. They're going to shut that hospital and they're going to send everyone to the nearest hospital. That's well, just, just everyone died, and everyone cured, and we had a healthy month. It would It would be more. Um, it'd be worse. For like a private healthcare system than ours. To Matt's point, you're never not going to have people in the hospital. You're just going to have way less people in the hospital and you're not going to need as many hospitals and you're going to be able to have the very best people who work in those. Like that's the way it should be. You know what I mean? Oh, we got lost there. Um, they talked about diet. Did we? Or you led us somewhere and we went down a bad path. I said we. Um, <laughs> I said they talked we? about diet. Shane was very <laughs> adamant that in and out sucks. Okay, Shane. Well, he bases it on fries. Which he said that he said, "Am I wrong?" I don't even remember. I I just the first time I've ever heard someone not. I mean, I've never had it. Have you? Did you have ETN, Simon? No, No, you have. I have him on another card. I Um, have ETN. Do you? um, Go on. You've had the animal fries at In and Out. Yes, that's where they put the meat in it, and the, no, it's uh, cheese. It's covered in like the secret sauce and cheese. Oh, I don't think there's meat. Oh, I thought there was meat in it. Anyways, okay, you've had that though. Yeah, was it like incredible? Uh, no, I t- didn't knock my socks off. Do you like honest. poutine? Yeah, I don't like, like the you, way you just said it, but yes, you don't like the way I said poutine. Yeah, it's I don't know. How, do you, how do you say it? Putin? No, poutine. Some, some Vladimir you're like Putin. poutine. Anyway, Shane doesn't like fries at all. He he wants wedges. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. What's your question, though, Simon? Uh, I don't remember. What was my question? You were like, do you like poutine? I'm just wondering if you like french fries with shit on them. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I'm not a huge fan. I like french, french fries, fries with, with cheese and gravy. Them. I don't like french fries with shit. I like shit fries on, on their own. I dip them in ketchup. That's kind so of So they have thing. shit on them. Oh, my. God. No, no, you they have what? nothing on them. You, you I would never put ketchup all over my French fries. That's ludicrous. Okay, how about would you get a side of gravy and dip your fries in gravy? I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I would never like order. The, you know what I mean? I'm always happy with ketchup. Okay, but you go to Quebec and they give you a side of gravy. It's implied, so you don't have like it comes with it. I'll take it. I'll use it okay. if I don't have ketchup. If I do have ketchup, that'll be one open an open container of gravy. Interesting. Yeah. I believe the best French fries I ever had was at the bowling alley uh, across from my uh, junior high. Interesting. Matt, best French fries you've ever had? I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember, but I would agree with Joe. I think five guys, five guys has good fries. The best fries I've ever had is the mini putt by my cottage. They like never change. The yes, grease, that's you know? the key. It that's is the, key. the best, I, and it still exists to this day. So if you guys ever want to try the best French fries in the Black world, oil I can, fries, I can take you there. It's I pay, play the worst mini putt of all time. Speaking of fries with stuff on them, I made the mistake of ordering waffle fry nachos. That sounds disgusting. It was just waffle fry nachos. So instead of nacho chips, yeah, they just mm, fry, put the waffle fries sound down. So bad, actually. No. Nachos are nachos for okay. a reason. Okay. Because I think the... It just gets... It's a soggy, gloppy yeah. mess. Yeah. Anyways, soggy we shouldn't give this guy mess. another moment. This is crazy. I don't know what you're doing here. Uh, there's not much more. Um, fruit. His favorite fruit is papaya. I've talked about this before. Papaya smells like a dead... 
I hate papaya. It's the most disgusting, disgusting. fruit. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not the most disgusting, but it's disgusting. What's more disgusting than papaya? Durian. Yeah, durian is I don't really, know what that is, so that's it's like not the, fruit. It's banned like on airplanes. Disgustingness. It smells like 15, it smells like I come. It smells like papaya. It smells like someone cummed in 15 gym bags and um, left them in the sun. The it's worst disgusting. fruit. Uh, I don't like bananas. Bananas got a like good flavor, either. but the texture is just, it's almost got to be not ripe. What else is a bad fruit? There's way more bad vegetables than bad fruits. But they didn't talk about vegetables. They no. were just talking about fruit. I fucking love raspberries. Yeah, I love I love any berries, really. Yeah, strawberries. They're terrible for you, but... I like any type of melon. <laughs> strawberries are bad for you. Yeah. You like all melons? I you like, like one melon over. No, the green melon, honeydew, or I like cantaloupe. cantaloupe. I like honeydew. I like watermelon. I like fucking... <laughs> Excuse me. If there's another melon, I'll eat that too. If there's another melon. I'm not a huge orange fan, to tell you the truth. The oranges aren't really my thing. I'm I like wondering. all good types. Clementine. I like all, I like a good clementine. I'm wondering about you with the access to the fruit. I like a whole, I like all rating. apples. I like. Oh, apples are terrible. Worst fruit of all time. What? Yeah. Okay, apples that's a controversial uh, I like a pear. Take. Nice pear. Oh, no, I don't like pears. Pears, like pears. pears have to be perfectly ripe. Yeah. I don't like, whoa. Any fruit that's mushy ruins it. Oh, out of it. there. It has out to be there. crisp. Yeah. I mm-hmm. don't want no mushy fruit. Mm-hmm. Blueberries are good. It's just, uh, you got to get, they're expensive and you can't get a mouthful of them. You know the thing about blueberries? I don't like blackberries. I personally like the tiny little ones. Mm-hmm. I don't like the bigger, like, no. plump, juicy no. ones. No. No. no, they lose something when they get too big. Yeah. No. Um, like tart blackberry sometimes. Well, I like me a blackberry. Yeah. They turned the world upside down when Shane said he had a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, he said that most it, it surfers. Blew, it blues Joe. It blew Joe's mind. Maybe they're wearing rash guards. I don't know. Maybe it the water like the reflects the sun differently or absorbs the vitamin D. Maybe the know. dolphins steal it from you. Who knows? Man. Uh, Maybe the dolphins <laughs> steal it. From then they me. talked about sleep, and that we all know that's important. And then Shane, <laughs> we all know that's important. Shane, I, I didn't, brought up geopolitical Palestine, Israel. Which I, I again was sort of like when um, Graham Hancock started talking about politics. It's it's funny because um, the whole field, hundred and one yard touchdown return. Wow, flagrant. Even Andrew Schultz has like now gone on at least made some sort of statement. You know what I mean? Just whatever. Joe hasn't even like statement about what. He just said like. Um, you know, usually people uh, go too early making a decision yeah. without yeah. hearing the whole thing out, but it, nobody wants to see kids dying, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, I don't care what side you're with. I don't, whatever it is, it's just funny to me what a fence sitter Joe is. Like, he's so, he just never takes a stance on anything at the beginning. Have you noticed? Well, I mean, at the same time, it's super smart. <clears throat> Yeah, he, he he's done very well by doing that. It's really but smart. Like yeah. he just doesn't. He doesn't. He eventually he comes out and now he's against pharmaceuticals. He's against it. You know what I mean? But like in his defense, he's also for a long. He spent a long time in his own world. Like for a long time, the podcast was like you know only had a few interests, kind of narrow, if you will, right? So if he didn't see a documentary about it on Netflix, it wasn't really in his world. Like. Again, I went back and was listening to our early episodes because whatever. And 
he had Darren Brown on, but did not watch the push. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. a huge injustice, yeah. Yeah. in my opinion. Like, so <coughs> is that London Drake? 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 There's a flag either way. It doesn't help me unless he scores a touchdown. But yeah. them, them talk, that gets them up. Talk about geopolitical. But wait, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Just I want to go back to what you. What were you saying there? Well, my point was just you were like uh, you were like Joe's a fence sitter. He's late to oh, a lot yeah. of things. My point was just that you know before the last five years, I, I think he, he had a more narrow. Um, you know, he had a lot of comedians on, a lot of MMA. It was it it wasn't as broad as it is now. I'll throw Joe a bone. Yeah. Um. I think maybe he knows how powerful his Reach. opinion is and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just knows that there are certain things that it's better. But at the same time, look, you don't have to be a, and I guess this is what I appreciated about Schulz, is you don't have to be pro-Israel to come out and say, don't hate all Jews because, do you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, I think it's a that's leader a sta- thing. No, but that's a statement that needs to be said, and Joe, like, it totally brushes over it. Man. I really you know think, what I mean? just like... Uh, or don't hate all Palestinians for what um, Hamas does or whoever, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's it. It's leaders that are making it worse. The leaders. Like, he's not... The people are not at fault here. I mean, Palestinians or Israelis. Of course, the same but way the leader, Ukrainians and Russians are now. But George the, Pickens? I thought he was out. No, Pickens, the quarterback. Oh, I'm talking about Pickens. Excellent. Scott? Yeah. Nice. But he's back into. Anyways. That's not the one I need, though, Matty. The problem is the people, the problem is the leadership. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Like, I think you would find that most. You see, and Israeli and Palestine, that's such a tough one. When. When people are um, bred, like really, to hate each other, yeah, I don't know if it matters who's in power. Do you know what I mean? If that's really what you think, well, no, but that, that uh, like Coleman said, the protest in Israel about the Supreme Court was because the Supreme Court was more empathetic to the Gaza people. So th- that's right. Yeah. So in in that's demonstrating that the people realize that there's a problem. It's the leader, like stuck in their ways. That's right. Yeah. No, that that makes sense. It's Can't it's do. just a shame of a situation. He brought it up, then that switched to drug cartels, which just like fly under the radar, sort of. Do you know well, what I mean? Weren't they talking about how they made fentanyl illegal? Well, they said anyone anyone uh, the will kill cartels. you. The cartel, yeah. The cartels are getting out of the fentanyl business. Were they ever in the fentanyl business? Yeah, most of it got shipped from China to Mexico, I'm pretty sure. But maybe I've been wrong about everything, so who gives a shit? It could be them starting a rumor, just throw heat off them, but... No, but I mean, they're absolutely right, right? Like, if you kill your customers, yeah. there's nobody left to sell your illegal drugs to, you Yeah, know? that's correct. It is not in the best... Inter- it's in... Like, they always blamed it on China, which, uh-huh. again, just feels like a boogeyman thing to me. Yeah. Like, I wonder if it's at all in the U.S.'s best interest to um, spike the stuff that's coming in. Like, imagine that the cartel were sending it up. Well, you have to imagine the CIA. Again, the CIA knows the stuff is coming in and where it's coming in, right? They know everything. Well, they're part of it. That's... Yeah. So they obviously he, want it Shane in the country. was actually talking about the one with, uh, I think it's fentanyl and some 
horse tranquilizer. Ketamine? That tries to get out of your skin. No, not that one. We don't remember. No, that I don't point. know what you're talking Crocodile about. Crocodile or is called something. Shane Dorian. Oh, Shane Dorian. Anyways, talked about the drug cartels. Then there was a long COVID rant, which you've heard. Let's just move on from this guy, man. And media incompetence. And that uh, was amazing. This guy's a media incompetent. I give it a two. Am I wrong? <laughs> I give it a one and a half. Shane Dorian's a great guy, I, but this episode was just like, it was just them fucking sucking each other's dicks. But I, I, I got to say this too. It, Joe really makes it seem like um, like just going to Hawaii to hunt Axis deer is something we can all do. Yes. When he, he did say at one point, like, you know, just go... Go to Hawaii, have a deer, like, like treat yourself. There, there are times in this podcast now where it's kind of like the Rob Report. And it's fine because I used to enjoy when I was younger reading the Rob Report and being like, oh man, imagine if I could ever afford an $80 million yacht and like oh, a humidor or a gold money clipper, whatever the fuck shit I will never be able to afford. There's a part of you that like, I don't mind it a bit, but you know, it's it's just tough to maintain the everyman status when like, when you have a glass uh, floor in your kitchen and you look down on like an ancient ruin, and I'm again, I'm not a mad monolith. at him. I'm not mad at him. He's worked very hard for where he's at, and he deserves everything he's gotten. And I'm happy for him. I just, it, you know, most people can't afford the flight to Hawaii, let alone shipping the meat back, having it like. It's almost know. like he wonders why not everyone eats elk. Yeah, because we can't all afford to go hunt elk. Why everyone doesn't work out twelve hours a day. And I, do we all wonder, is it just bleeding hearts that it isn't, like, um, something here? I guess you can get venison at some restaurants, but it's not... My aunt's restaurant, used to, venison was on the menu. It's not common. It's not common. That is very peculiar. Like you have so many deer. But is it an emotional thing not to farm them to do that? Well, again, I disagree with you. I think if you go to a, a most restaurants, not most, sorry, some restaurants... Yeah, whatever. Who cares? If you go to the butcher down the street, they'll have venison. You can buy venison. At the butcher. But if you go to, like, pick your favorite restaurant right now, you think they're going to have wild game on the menu? It might be big beef. Might be big beef. Wants to keep wild game or whatever out of it. Maybe it's ethical to, you have to farm them. Like, what constant supply could you have of those guys shooting deer or with arrows and hitting the thing and... Yeah, pollute the meat. You, you couldn't make the it. Meat. You couldn't uh, mass produce it, is what you're saying. Something like this. I'd like to try elk though, and I would like to eat elk like he does, just with a bottle of mayonnaise. <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that <laughs> on his stomach. <laughs> in his um, in his cold tank bean bag chair. <laughs> he just has one of those little floaty tubes that's for dip but he puts his mayo in there in his uh, cold tank and then he uh but yeah it is a it's a luxurious to it's a luxury to hunt listen yeah say whatever you want about joe rogan that guy choked out his dog he's a motherfucker yeah don't fuck with jr he's a real boy he's a real one 2053 real one no danny and michael philippou Danny and Michael Philippus. So just before we start, congratulations, Kamar. You were one week off, kind of like I was with Tottenham last year. Um, this year. I just want to, <laughs> and it was me, but whatever. I just want to. What do you mean, you? I was the one that came to you and said, I think we should put $100 on Tottenham. And now you're acting like you're some soothsayer. We were both wrong either way. <laughs> Tottenham's my favorite team. Okay. 
The best part of this episode by far was when these two Aussies uh, explained to Joe what job experience was. I don't know if you caught that moment. I fucking died laughing. He was like, we did it for the job experience. And then there's a pause and he goes, job experience, Joe, is where you go and you get a job, right? You work that job. And then when you're on the film sets. Yeah. And then when you're done working that job, hopefully you can go and get a better job based on a recommendation or the fact that you've already worked something in that. And Joe went, yeah, I know. <laughs> so anyways, congratulations to you, Kamar. And yeah. then just before we start, it's never been more apparent of Joe being part of Sober October than this episode right here. No, he just like, wasn't he having any like of it. He sounded like his go- their goddamn dad. Yeah. It was crazy, man. Uh, I think Joe liked the movie more than he likes the brothers. Yeah. 100%. They're identical twins. I think he's very lucky. I think he's very lucky that those two didn't fight each other on that podcast. No, I'm being totally serious. I've been viral. Well, don't they're not they're not they're not they above do, it. They do that. I'm saying they do that's that. like a thing. I think they probably checked well, with Joe and he was like, "Yeah, you're not doing that." There were four. Never mind if we have a quick fucking Donnie. There were four in interruptions I, in this episode, and Joe was starting to get annoyed. The blackouts. Yeah. At one point, I think it's on the third interruption, or maybe the fourth. The brothers switched shirts. I don't know if you watched it. <laughs> no. I didn't watch it. Um, Dan- I watched it, but I didn't notice they switched shirts. Danny is blonde and Michael has dark hair. It's, it's Danny and Michael. I don't know if they, they were all in on doing, let's do a fuck with Joe. We'll fucking, we'll cut it out. They'll think we said something like. No, no, no. Because I-, I don't think they were getting along. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if they were getting into like some shit. On the four interruptions. They can't, on the four interruptions. Because they are guys that would say something you're not supposed to say. I don't even think it was something they weren't supposed to say because they didn't come back right away. You could tell by the, you know. There no, was no, definitely, they, they did this. What was I just talking about? And it was that. They stuff. didn't say, go back and listen, Kamar. They didn't say, what were we just talking about? They were like, what were we talking about before we got interrupted by this air quotes power outage? I'm telling you, those guys fought each other, and Joe wouldn't have it on the show. They, but something between they, one of them were reaches they, out were they and trying to be viral? the other one. That's just what they do. Didn't you see them on um, uh, uh, Logan Paul's show? Impulsive. Yeah, they. No, no, no. Yeah, impulsive. They just started kicking the shit out of each other, didn't they? Maybe like that backyard wrestling shit. Um, that they love. That they love. No, I, I may be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that's I didn't what see was them. Going. I didn't know who these guys were until this. Dude, that's what I thought right away. On the first cut, I was like, yeah, these two tried to fight each other and Joe wasn't having it. Because then there's another part in the podcast where they were like, you know, we could just do it right now, Joe. We could fight each other right now, right here. And Joe's like, yeah, I don't think you're going to do that. And he was. they were like, why? He's like, because we have wires all over the place and I would break it up. You didn't hear that? These two guys felt like uh, if meth was the guest. If meth was the guest, exactly. Yeah. Like they were like, dude, dude on like three two sides times, of a brain. On three X, it was fucking heinous. Oh, I could, dude. I, it was. I had heinous. to listen. I've never listened at one, and I listened at one because you couldn't. It, no, it was undoable. It, no, but it, he's absolutely right. These two are the uh, embodiment of meth. Yeah. It, and when the guy said I hadn't slept in seventeen years, I was like meth. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Sorry, it, Kumar, it, go ahead. It, it got better an hour in. They did sort of calm down a bit. And the, in the, in the yeah. very beginning, is like, 
holding on. Um, I think after every time they fought, they get a little calmer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Before YouTube, Danny's only job was medical experiments. Again, meth. Yeah. 100%. Embodiment yeah. of meth. If you're trying to make a person to embody yeah. meth, you would be like, yeah, so we're going to just test random drugs on you. Dude, he goes in there. He's like, uh, is it meth this week? Because that'd be fucking nice. Joe's just like, I don't know what's stupider, that drug trials are getting hit by the, the car. car. Yeah, <laughs> Michael's been hit by a car 24 times. And the, Did you guys watch the... No, I didn't, no. The, the second, second one. one? Oh, my God. <laughs> the only technique fucking... is to put your arms where your head would smash the ground because it's nowhere now. <laughs> he just gets smashed. It's like, oh, yeah, man. your head protected, but your elbows oh, just it's hit ins- the It's insane. It's but, insane. But, it mean, looks like a stuntman gone wrong, you know? <laughs> but he's a stuntman. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen to the podcast. It's, it's very interesting because these guys were just fuck around, poke around, always obsessed with they, filming stuff. Fucking around, uh, poking around. Again, meth. They're trying to tell the story about how they get into the um, stuntman game yeah. and end up telling you like every tiny little detail about Bob and Bob's uncle Roy and his dog who only had one eye. Like it's all meth. I would say uh, these are the most, most Mike Tyson's joining us. Authentic YouTubers I've seen. Because of this interview or, you know, what they present on YouTube is who they are. Like there wasn't a lot like, they're not cunning like uh, marketing guys, I don't think. But they did say so. They were just they want to do film or television. Originally, had no place to put it, so they put it on YouTube. It happened to get successful. They got caught up chasing the algorithm, but they still do really cool. Their uh, big thing is practical. It's all. It's got to be real, real yeah. effects, no CGI. So there's want to be like purists the fact that they they made that person do like eight hours of makeup for 15 frames you guys haven't seen the movie right i, I saw have. it oh, i you, watched you it right after i listened to this podcast and i saw did it you agree with your wife and your son because they thought it was stupid i hated this movie you did Listen, terrible film. it was it was okay it wasn't scary you think it, it was like a cool ghost story no there's one point there's one point where he holds the hand and they say okay time's up and she goes no no longer and you inside go, oh no, bitch! You should, no. no, there no, was. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't. It was a Twice. cool. It was a cool movie. It was a cool idea. I liked how they did certain things. What did you hate so much about it? I just didn't love it. I, I, here's the problem: Joe posted on Instagram, "This is the scariest movie I've ever seen." So then I was like, okay. So I put it on for Mary and I, and I was like, yeah, Joe Rogan said this was the scariest movie he's ever seen. And at the end of it, I was like. This was fucking, at, like, at best, bang average. Yeah, no, I thought the way I went into it, I see why you would hate it. But after listening to these guys, and then I went in being able to know, they actually gave thought as to, like, backstory of the hand and all. Like, it's a cool, it's a cool idea. The movie was, it was okay. It wasn't, like, the greatest thing said, I've ever seen. Bang average. Considering it's two YouTubers and you know what they do. That's pre- it's the pretty, am- it's amazing. As the first movie, yep. it's really, really, like, and they and they, they were just so honest in this. They said, we're, we're, everyone's like, once you do one of these, what do you want to do next? 
they could fuck up the Street Fighter movie. They can make another one. It could be complete dog shit. But I mean, the, well, that's, the first Street Fighter movie was one of the biggest hunks of shit ever. So you didn't know. watch the Street Fighter fatalities that they were talking about in this Mortal episode Kombat. or Mortal Kombat. With the mother beats the guy with his uh, entrails. Oh, sorry. What are they doing? They're doing street, street fighter, real street fighter. Oh, I thought they were doing they did Mortal, Mortal Kombat. They were doing the fatalities. Well, for if they're gonna do it anything like that, you're not gonna like that movie, Matt. I uh, my only uh, caveat would be if you watched it without knowing anything. I think you'd just enjoy it all the same, or think it was cool. I think it was cooler they knowing had too much expectation. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's a cool, quirky, like horror type. It's movie. a cool little ghost I thought story. the concept was decent. I just thought the execution was, I don't know. I love how they don't tell you any backstory about the hand, but yeah, they do like have that. a full backstory, but that's cool. To. Like if number two, they go into like the backstory of the hand and I like how they said they know every single person who's touched the hand yeah. going, well, like, that, that's cool. It man. would be cool if a bunch of international, you had eight and at some point, but they're 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 like all about in Nigeria yeah, in Costa Rica. No, it's cool. it, it would be cool. That I mean, I could see Netflix cool. doing that because mm-hmm. Netflix that is cool. Um, Joe was like, "Are you like guys- they?" That's sorry, Kamara. I don't mean to. No, no. That it would be like uh, it's not quite the same, but um, Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. You know how each episode is just a totally different thing, but still a cartoon about the. You know, yeah. they could do the same thing with the hand, but they could also just do. Different director, different, yeah. you know. Anyways, Joe, really cool. Joe tried to hit him with, are you worried that you're going to influence kids to do stuff? And they point out, well, no, we're doing skits. Like It's not like Jackass. And Jackass is way more of a negative influence for people to do stuff to hurt themselves. I, I, mean, I, I would think. After Jackass, lots of people tried to fucking... Sure, but who gives Ride a fuck? shopping carts downhill. But they do such know? crazy stuff that don't even gonna try it. I mean, it's the I think everybody who puts stuff on the internet like that must know that kids are watching them and somebody's going to possibly emulate what they do. Like that's I would agree with that, yeah. It's gotta be a thought in your mind. Um, it's interesting that the idea for the movie was his neighbor had a bad trip, was having convulsions, and everyone filmed it. And just that resonated with him and sat for years to, to become this story. They brought it to Hollywood. Nobody wanted it. And once Hollywood did get involved, you said the coolest thing about him is not to mention any background on the hand. Hollywood's note was to, you should put in some more background on the hand. So they seem to have really good instincts. They say they're not really good friends. That uh, dude, I thought that was so weird, eh? Are you uh, good friends d- with your brother? Well, one, we're not twins. I think that would okay. be totally different. If I like my brother and I are ten years apart. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we're we're that's fair. Yeah. You know, we're we roll in totally different yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. crews. If I had a brother who was in like two years of me, I would think we would be really good friends. But who fucking knows? It sort of felt like but they, they also work close. They love each other, but they don't like each other. Yeah. Yeah, it was very peculiar. But almost like it, it, it's a boundary that they've set up to because they work together Be so much. Be able to function. Yeah, like I said, that's what I was saying. Is I think that because they work so closely and such long hours together, it's probably like when they're done, it's, you know, let's just go our separate ways. And they kind of reminded me, do you know who Luke and Sassy Scott are? Nope. 
Luke and Sassy Scott. Yeah, they're these two gay Australian dudes. They have like millions oh, of... Oh, they're hilarious. Yeah, you yeah. know exactly Oh, I know exactly <laughs> yeah. who you're talking about. One of them's like a total fucking diva, and the other's just always like poking fun at him. Exactly. Yeah, like he'll them. be like, yeah, I, I dirtied up Scott's microwave today. But I actually feel like those two guys really like each other as brothers. And uh, they work together. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Where I would have thought these guys would have been really close until they said that. I, I was just really like blown away. I bet it's over Riley Reed. Huh? I think they had a threesome with Riley Reed. And that got blonde guy has no interest in Riley Reed. Yeah, he's he's on the spectrum for sure. Yeah, he's like the, love the on the story. He's love on no, the, the story he talked about sure. is I could drive and talk to myself, and then I went to the cliff yeah. and talked to myself, and then I talked to the other self. Yeah, that was looking at this guy. I feel like it's a normal practice, and that's his process. That's amazing. But. Yeah, amazing, but I'm pretty sure that's just like a schizophrenic tendency. Yeah. Um, so there's a strange interruption, and Danny comes back with the receipt. He shows this is one of the drugs they tried, and Joe was... Joe tries. It felt like Joe was like, okay, who really did all this? Like You guys are meth heads. There's no way you did this movie. He, he was trying to find it. Oh, that's who did it, but... They they were they're just very honest and forthright. The fact that they can't that Kamar stated that they switched shirts at one point, I think just more goes to show what I'm saying that they fought, probably like ripped their shirts off and then just got <laughs> dressed in a hurry, put each other's shirts on. <laughs> at one point I wish we were a clip show and could do that, but um Joe actually says, I'm telling you, he's they're like, Why can't we fight on your show? And he was like, because I would break it up. And then they asked him when you've been a f- last fist fight. Yeah. Which everyone else says it was at the Thunderdome. I looked at a guy's girlfriend and people started hitting me. There's just there's a story, but Joe just doesn't do that. Um, they Joe's too busy choking out dogs to fight human beings, all right? They shot the movie in five weeks. They reinvested all their fees to do the movie they wanted to. So super like um, gambling. Yeah. They they, they they took the risk. Obviously, it paid off. 90 seconds of film is usually equivalent to one day of filming. That was insane, right? Well, no. I, I, you know more about filmmaking than I do, but it's something one like that, day, right? One day, they film 90 seconds. A 12-hour, 16-hour shoot is for 90 seconds. I'm just trying to do the math. They, they shoot for, um, I don't know, like three months is usually a, a film. So what's that, 90 days? 90 days. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it's like a minute right. yeah. a day. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I never sounds, thought I yeah. never thought about that. I man. think that's what makes a director. So if you have a, whoa, whoa. If you have like an avatar, let's say, and it takes like three years to make. Oh, you, hold on. I have the craziest stat about avatar for you. You're making like 30 seconds a day, not even 10 seconds a day of film. Sorry, go ahead. Film is 24 frames a second. It took 72 hours to render in one frame of Avatar. Sorry, I don't want to do that kind of math. Really? It's a lot. And how many frames are there in a movie? Well, again, that's a three-hour movie. I just told you it's 24 frames a second. Yeah, so it's 306. No, what is it? It's uh... So do 24 times 60 would get you one minute. Oh, well, that's insane. Yeah. Well, no wonder. It, that's why it takes that long. It's yep. not the filming. It's the editing. Yeah, and the rendering and the yeah, CGI. Yeah, that, that's and, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's why those movies. How long did they actually film for? 
Like I, I, I think I remember too reading that Final Fantasy, um, it took like ten years to make the video game. No, the they they made like a um, what's a it called? CGI like a movie? CGI movie, yeah, like Beowulf kind yeah. of that sort of. Yeah, yeah. Oh my uh, god, Kirk Cousins got injured. The first big over. break after they they the the, the studio A twenty four. No, no, this is before A twenty four. Whoever helped them make the movie to get it to Sundance. Then the next big break was Sundance said, just said, this is a movie to look out for before it's been out there. So filmmakers, you want to get that mention. Yes, filmmakers, you would like to be at Sundance in case you were unaware. No, everyone's at Sundance, but you've got to get them to. No, not everybody is at Sundance. Um, You have to be invited to Sundance. And then they played at Sundance and blew up. They met all their heroes. Uh, The guy who did Hereditary, Jordan Peele. They said it was horrible experience. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're not used to being around that sort of stuff. And there's the first thing, like they said, there's open to critique. Like, I, I think they must have had some thicker skin from. There must be people who hate Raka Raka. Like, I didn't. I don't. I don't even YouTube know videos. what the Raka Raka boys are. What yeah, was either. their website? It was doing like being hit by cars. You remember and- the McDonald's? Ronald McDonald would just beat the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's their big, big, big big thing. Which I I find is hilarious the first time. Right. I remember you showing me that. You thought it was so funny. Mm -hmm. But now that you know that they're involved in that like backyard wrestling, and that Ronald McDonald was a character in the backyard wrestling, it makes way more sense. Mm -hmm. Um. So anyway, so they have the success at. Sundance, and then they get picked up by A24. A24 is now the... Remember we talk about certain production companies go, oh, we're in for a good one? Yeah. A24 is that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think. Oh, for sure. When you the look at their lineup of movies, it's like... X Machina, Uncut Gems, everything all at once. It's like when you see Blumhouse. This is going to be good. You just know. You know it's going to be like some fucking... B horror movie. Oh, know? sorry. I, I I don't watch a lot of you movies. You know Blumhouse? Yeah. It's like always some like shitty horror movie. I have the theory that if you have more than three production companies, you're in for just a shitty movie. Like do-do-do, do-do-do films. Because everyone has their... And you realize they put all their eggs cooks in, the in, kitchen. in that graphic. Because they're thinking that's going to go on movies forever. Mm. Um... They think they're dumb, mm-hmm. which may, they are genius. Like, they're very interesting and insightful, even though they're so crazy and like, well, you can be super creative and still be dumb. Yes. Okay. That's true. That's yeah. what it is. Never open up a book in your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they both. Like the Michael seems like just a real, like, I go out and get hit by cars. And the other guy seems like he's a little I more introspective. I talk to myself in my car. But he's still using <laughs> himself as like a guinea pig. For a hundred dollars a day. When I hit Michael, they both had nightmares about the night before before the show that Joe was going to hate them. Which I think he sort—I of, I don't know if he didn't hate them. The talent and their achievement got them a lot. I am. Dying I think this. I know. think that Joe didn't hate them, but we are starting to see that Joe is a fifty-six-year-old man. Like by and large, Joe has um, people closer to his age on. These guys were young. 30 years old, yeah. Like, other than Matt Reif, can you think of anyone younger than 30 that's been, like, a, a guest in the last two years, realistically? Well, these are the first wild YouTubers he's ever had. 
yeah, wildest YouTubers. I mean, Philip DeFranco and he Crowder. Good work on Jamie too to get the camera away from Joe when they were like, "Why haven't you had Logan pull on yet?" And oh, then he no, goes, "There's enough time. You can see." Well, <laughs> he uh, he says, "What? I don't know. I don't know. That, I don't know who, who, who? Logan who?" But um, yeah, because he is the one who convinced Logan to fight KSI. Right? There's that clip of him. Uh, I didn't even know that was them when I saw that clip. And they apparently are friends with Logan and KSI. Mm -hmm. Just the the crews are running. But, I mean, they're in Australia. I guess they live in L.A. now and now. They're just around the world. Um, We tried to say The Grudge. Oh, my God. Four times. hilarious. The Garage? The Garage? The Garage, Joe. (laughs) The Garage. They were talking about the uh, Australians don't like watching movies with the Australian accent. Interesting. Really? I also don't like watching movies with the Australian accent. I love the Australian accent. No, I'm just joking. It's fine. I don't care. But it's just sort of like they've got conditioned to see the best movies they see, everyone's speaking English. But I'm telling you, like this movie, you know, people told me to watch. I knew the backstory, blah, blah, blah. If I'm like scrolling through and I get to like a Australian automatic skip, you 100%. just assume it's garbage. But that's a bad assumption. No, I'm it saying is, yeah. like... Same with like British TV for me. I just automatically, I'm like, oh, it's British. It's going to be garbage. Meanwhile, they have tons of good television. Did you watch Five Hands? <clears throat> I don't think it's so. It's Heath Ledger's first movie. Uh, I mean, maybe. It was an Australian movie. I don't think so. You watched Chopper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chopper. They're Stray Dogs. Um, Is that what it's called? Romper Stomper. Yeah, I remember Romp with uh, Russell Crowe. Do you know which one I'm talking about where the family is gets taken hostage in their house? Straw Dogs. No, I've not seen that. That's Australian as well. I thought it was Australian. (laughs) It's Australian? No, I haven't seen it, Mike. No, but yeah, it's it's just bad thinking on my part for sure. But Uh, fair dinkum. That's how biased I am. I think it's like for Australians, it's just like we think when we know something's a Canadian production. It's oh, yeah, we're, I'm out. Oh, I should say, to. I'm Canadian, and, and the you, second and I see a Canadian know, production, don't, don't like yeah. Canadian I go so even quicker away go. from yeah. that than I do from the Aussie television. Yeah, there you go, yeah. so it's so, true all there around. You go. Uh, I can tell a Canadian production fucking right away. It's not as bad as it used to be. Funny story about the Norwegian internet ad. And that's why I always remember, like, you think a company um, just does ads in their one space and then sends them out. But the, the company hires someone in Norway, someone in Toronto. Like they're all still made locally. And uh, they blew, they almost blew up the set. How, did you watch the, the ad? Yeah. Oh yeah, they played it. You didn't. I didn't, no. They just love stuff to be full on. Um, Michael starts talking about the success he gets it. Well, it's already up to ninety million, and I don't know if he knows, but Danny was like, "Stop bragging." It was that tall poppy, the complete opposite of an American. And be like, "Yeah, ninety million. We're gonna put ninety million. We're gonna make it to it." Like that'd be celebrated. But they're like, "Yeah, okay." I did. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. It was like he scolded him. Was like. You, you sound like a, a fuckwit now. You're I just felt like both of those guys were always looking to take the piss out of each other. And that's why I think they fought each other. <laughs> eventually it just went too far. But but I think as it went on, that wore out. Well, because they got it out of their system because yes, yes, they fucking yes, threw exactly, hands. Exactly. Well. So, Simon, you think that they, they, they took off their shirts, fought, and then just grabbed whatever shirt was on the ground, 
the I wrong ones. I think multiple times these guys tried to fight on Rogan's show. So yeah, there was no blackout. that five times. I, I hate when he does well, this. No, wait, he, he just fucking asked me, you prick. Do you not understand what he's stating happened? Yeah, but I'm, I'm just trying to double down and say, so he thinks that after the fight, they just, they, their shirts were down. They just grabbed a random shirt. Or you, you think the shirts was intentional. If his story's true, I think Joe just said, guys. Yeah. And a third of guys. No. I don't think there was. Get a- your fucking shirts but back why, on and they on, hold scramble. On, hold on. Oh, that, by the way, I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to say. Because <laughs> Simon, it seems more likely that Joe would just end the fucking thing and not release it. Well, he loved the movie too much. No, but when he's the, on the last interruption, he goes, if there's another one, I'm done with this. Like, it's. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm these not, motherfuckers I'm, kept trying it's to your throw theory. Hands. I'm not supporting it. I'm not saying they did it every time. I'm not saying every time it yeah. went into a brawl, mm-hmm. but they would like run at each other or like one would get up and get and try and hit the other to provoke a fight. And Joe kept having to tell them to cut it out. And that's what those things. Eventually, I don't know when it was that they switched shirts. But that was the one time they actually threw hands. And then Joe said, the next time you guys try that, we're done. Maybe. And another interesting thing was they were approached by Deadpool to make a viral video. And Danny just put on a weird wig and they, but they didn't tell anyone. What, so no one knew it was an on. But that exists in the space where a company will go, go fuck around and film it. Have you guys seen Deadpool? Yep. It's the J-R-E-E movie game The time has come again From Matt and Simon to Rex It brings together the budget in the box office We all know they won't guess the year And the Patreons are the real winners Here at the J-R-E-E movie game Come on, take it away, baby It's the movie game Where Matt and Simon go head-to-head Find out what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made at the box office. This week we're doing Deadpool. One or two? One. Okay. Thank you, Matt, for clarifying that for Simon's sake. Simon, you have a year written down? Nope. Starring. You worked through the uh, theme song? Ryan Reynolds, Marana Baccarin, Ed Skirin, TJ Miller. Gina Carano, oh yeah, and Brianna Hildebrand. This is got to be, oh no, I don't know. Maybe the comic book was very popular. This started as a comic book, correct? Correct. Or was a graphic novel? Okay, I have a, I have a year, but not anything else. Oh, okay. he was an X Men. I have a year as well. I have twenty thirteen. I said twenty eleven. Wasn't that far back? It was only twenty sixteen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Garbage, fucking yeah. bullshit garbage, fuck. Well, there's a chance to redeem yourself, though. Okay, All right. I'm ready. Um, uh, Jesus Christ. Wow. All right, you want to hear what I got? Yeah, go ahead. I got uh, 49 million to make, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's got to be way more than that. Yeah, you're and total. it made 678. I said it cost 128 and it made 520. I think I got to give this Simon budget what? 58 million. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I called you an asshole. Yeah. 
box office seven hundred and eighty-two million. I mean, I'm still way off, but closer, closer. I'm being wait. What did you generous. say the box office was? Seventy-eight. So I'm a yeah, hundred okay, yeah. off the box you, office. You're you really gotta be the, fifty. And yeah, I don't whatever. give it to him. But you're I'll, really he was closer than I was. Had you got the year? Definitely didn't deserve the asshole. That's for no, sure. No, I I rescinded the <laughs> asshole. One hundred percent rescinded. All right. Well, that makes it all worth it. That was the movie game. Yeah. I'm a rescinded asshole. (laughs) Rescinded asshole. That sounds terrible. Doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds like a prolapsed anus. Oh, my rescinded asshole. It's barely holding in my prolapsed anus. (laughs) That's what Kamar gets from getting his ass fucked. They get gay. They get prolapsed. (laughs) They get lost. Oh, fucking Miami. Who scored? Uh, Not New England. Not London? Scott fucking Miller. Never Scotty Miller. Never God fucking damn. <laughs> He's not even on the list of people to pick. I need you guys to focus so I can bring this home, okay? Hey, do it. Oh, come on. Oh, this motherfucker, yeah. eh? Danny starts to try and explain miniature and bigature. Yeah. That was a new word that I really never heard. And he didn't get to bigature to explain it because Joe was like, why? Well, why are they, if I look at a model, that's <laughs> a model. <laughs> she I know. Immediately puts a model in front of background. He goes, "That's real." <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes Joe just gets stuck on things and won't let them yeah. fucking go. Yeah. To the detriment of the podcast, I might add. <laughs> but and Danny kept trying to say bigature, and I wanted him to explain what that. is bigature. Well. You, to do stuff, they'll make a set of something real smaller to do the special effects. But for some reason, they make it bigger for the same way it assists in the cinema. He didn't get to explain because <laughs> Joe was talking about there's something about seeing a model. Uh. <laughs> I can tell it's a model. Probably because it doesn't have an engine in it. Um, they are PG offspring children. So they, they were restricted viewing but i guess their dad and their grandfather sounds like a pimp yeah. just get him slash your films apart sounds like he was just like totally fucking out of it the grandfather yeah good for him and the impactful movie this one makes him young i don't know if you guys have this was chainsaw massacre three the new one where our impactful movie is chainsaw massacre one yeah, I, yeah. Our impactful movie was like freddy what are you talking what about? was your most impactful uh horror I, movie? i my I think it was in grade six or seven. A kid had people over to watch Friday Thirteenth, and that's what fucked. You I up could the watch most? it. The number one. I, I think I left the room. Number one is actually the scariest of all the Jasons because there is no Jason. It's the, it's mom, the mom, and you yeah. never know what's going on. It's got a real creepy vibe to it. Actually, the first Jason isn't terrible either when he's actually Jason. It was one or two, but I I just remember sort of being embarrassed. What about you, Matt? I think we've asked this before. Um, yeah, but, I think uh, it would have to be uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think. Number one? Uh, probably like two or three. Yeah, I was going to say one would have been too... Uh, I think one came out the year I was born. Yeah, yeah. But my dad, don't forget, my dad let me see everything. There was yeah. no like, he yeah. didn't give a shit. Mine, you know, is summer camp. Uh, or sleepaway sleep camp. camp. Yeah. But the one that also fucked me up was this one called um, Serpent and the Rainbow. 
Mm -hmm. It was this weird, like African voodoo type movie. Mm -hmm. And I was just so young when I saw it. And it just fucked me up. Because it takes place on location in another country. Yeah. It was like, which which always makes something really happen. Yeah, no, for sure. No, but the sleepaway camp, though, and Friday the 13th, like we would watch these at sleepaway camp. So it was like. It was terrifying. You had to watch people get slaughtered in, the in a bunkhouse bathroom and then go in the middle of the night and have to use Live a bunkhouse bunk Yeah. Well, Simon, yeah. don't forget, I watched those up at my cottage. Oh, yeah, that's scary. Right? So you're on a fucking isolated I mean, island. Yeah, like, that's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. You hope you can see them coming. Unless I believe Jason could walk along the bottom of a lake and just come. Yes. Come yeah, out. he could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can go to space also. So that's, that's true. real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Friday the Thirteenth, the first one was pretty, um, pretty scary. I thought so. I watched Johnny the Depp's remake the other day. Fucking terrible. Of course, of course, of course. Again, of course. this is all in, hinders, uh, in hindsight, and now that there's Friday the Thirteenth, twenty five. You know, it was another movie I found very scary as a kid. I don't know if you've even seen this, Children of the Corn. Yeah, I remember Children of the Corn. Children yeah. of the Corn. Mm-hmm. Very scary. Just the commercial, the, corn. The, the, the commercial alone. I don't think I, I the commercial. Just the commercial for mm. Children of the Corn was enough. Children of the Corn. Gingers walking corn. out of the cornfield. Have you seen the original Pet Cemetery? Yep. Pet Cemetery. That, that's a good. That's a, that, that's a good movie. Yeah, I saw this interview today of um, uh, Stephen King, and he's talking about The Shining, and they're asking him like, "Did you like the movie The Shining?" And he's like, you know, Jack Nicholson did a really good job. And I gave um, uh, Stanley Krubuck a live grenade and he threw his body on top of it. It's just like, whoa, <laughs> he did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural is a good genre to do over superheroes. Because superheroes, is, there's too much you've got to... Surrender. What do you mean? In a superhero movie, you got to fly. Like, you, we can suspend disbelief to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. But in the genre of supernatural, who knows? Ghosts, the the hand, just... It, 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 and, and then the practical effects. It's a lot more easily for you to sort of suspend your disbelief and get caught in this world that they make, I, I think. And I think that's what they why they want to do this and not superhero movies. Though they do want to do an action movie, which would be pretty interesting. Well, In Street the, Fighter is an action movie. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that, but I think they want to do their own. I think that's what they said. Um, Deathmatch Wrestling. They're doing the documentary on it because it is what like it's fucking insane. We were talking yeah. on the drive it's today. Nuts. On the drive today, we were talking about how a f- fighters have to be if. Um, a certain mentality. Yeah. And then if uh, Francis made enough money from this boxing match, yeah. to see just right off of the sunset, because he seems like a nice guy, to be a fighter, you still have to be a dick. Yeah. And not like people. Mm-hmm. Or, or get in you. I mean, they shake hands after, but you've got to want to beat the guy up. You can't, like, I don't know. I agree with you, yeah. So what these guys are doing for the least money and the least... It just baffles the mind. The most risk for the least money. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's the sense. ultimate like, love of the it's game. It's for the love and the weirdest game. Like, yeah. A game that most people don't give a fuck about. But you can see these guys are wild boys. 
see someone do that, want to do themselves, and then find out there's just a counterculture community that's doing it all over the place. Yeah, this was just, like, Joe could not, I mean, I can't comprehend this wrestling, but Joe could definitely not comprehend It was way too irresponsible for him. Well, he's, yeah. I mean, again, once the older you get, the more incomprehensible certain things become. Well, you forget what it's like to be, like, in your 20s where you're, like, I'm I mean, invincible. This is still like when you watch what they do. In I these understand, things, but I'm just saying that you, a 20 year old Simon could understand this a lot easier. Getting obsessed with it. 20 year old Simon got on airplanes. Yeah. I, okay. They, you weren't watching it, but they put all these fucking. Yeah! No wrong guy. You <laughs> fuck. Fuck. They Fuck. they put all these light bulbs. So much for yeah. me to get all the, all the all the details of the story the, uh, before you make a statement. The, on li- it. the light bulbs together into one giant fucking light bulb and then smash each other with them like it's nuts. I put it in the realm of like I I, I don't know what happened to it, but uh, when Lollapalooza first started, there was a thing called Jim Rose Sideshow. Okay. People hanging cinder blocks from their dick and yeah, yeah. oh, whatever. That. They still have those things. Well, this this is it seems like an extension of that. The wrestling, yeah. Self mutilation. It's yeah. I guess there's Zach D'Amico is into crazy. this stuff. The the backyard wrestling. Yeah. Who the fuck is Zach D'Amico? Deathmatch wrestling. Uh. Joe asked him, they talk about Michael's sleep issues. He says he can only sleep for like 90 minutes. Yeah, that's got to stink. What a weird thing, eh? Yeah. Terrible. I mean, when you're smoking meth. When you it's are, tough to get those, when, when you, you are, are meth. meth. Yes, it's to hard to get shut any shut yeah. I imagine if I, if I took <laughs> everything I've ever learned at the age of 30, uh, put all my money into this thing, and it blew up and I made $90 million, I don't think I could sleep. I do not know. They didn't make $90 million. That's not how this it works. It made $90 million, which it now made. means your next thing is greenlit. You could sleep. You could sleep. Like, you party hard enough and you sleep. You do anything, you sleep. Like, he has some, like, you brain You just $60,000. Do you think you would sleep tonight? Yep. Yes, like a hundred, like a baby. baby. Okay, whatever, the deepest, whatever, whatever, best whatever, sleep yeah. I've ever had. Couldn't knowing, knowing, Kamara, that... Everybody I love is forever taken care of. That's what oh, kind of sleep I think it have. makes him restless. Whatever, yeah. 60 million. Like I think you can take care of everybody I, for 60 million. I think million. It, it makes Michael restless because everything he puts his mind to has come to fruition and been successful. He's constantly, what else can I do? You know to, what makes them restless? Meth. But he, he, they do drink energy drinks. And I like to when he, uh, well, do you drink energy drinks? Yeah, but a couple. Which I think was a good admission that Joe bangs bulls or rock stars is just like everyone else. It, it's so weird, a eh? meth drinking energy drinks. Like yeah. it seems like an oxymoron. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you assume they were made of energy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Their blood is. Yeah, just I would like... assume they have an IV of Red Bull every morning. <laughs> oh. And then they talked about how they sort of started the whole influencer box- boxing thing, and I think it's weird that Joe was like, "No, nah, I wouldn't do that." Wouldn't do what? He was going to fight Wesley Snipes back in the day. Was he? Influencer boxing like Joe could have a big match. Well, why Joe's the too rich to he? do it. The point is, is if Joe was worth a million dollars right now, Joe would definitely celebrity box someone. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Sorry? Get the fuck out of here. If he wasn't. If, if he Joe Rogan famous, was not who, yeah. is, okay, who okay, he is. Okay, if he was yeah, worth yeah, $1 million, perfect, perfect, perfect. let's say he had only done uh, 
what's the show? The talk radio. News radio. Let's say he had only done news radio and maybe like one other show after that, you know, small bit part type deal and was worth like a million. And someone offered him like 20 million to fight one of these guys right now. He'd jump in there in a fucking Well, he already would have fought Wesley Snipes. You think? So. You think? I'm right. almost positive. Well, what Michael said is I wanted to experience that anxiety in the tunnel, that walking out people cheer, which you would want to experience up until they get punched in the face and then the experience gets a lot realer, but. That was funny. Sorry, you had more. It's one of those things you have to do it. You can pay to have that experience. You have to train, get an opponent, build up anxiety and do it, right? You can't just contrive it. That's all yes, I was going to say. Yes, you can't, yeah. It was funny when he said, uh, yeah, Joe, don't you want to fight like Bruce Buffer? We'd all love to see that. Yeah, we would love yeah, to see we that, would, actually. Yeah. They were fucking around, poking around. No, that was right before they uh, had their first uh, Donnybrook, as they say in uh, Australia. I hope you're right, and it comes out. Imagine we get those clips one day. Jamie releases them. And we uh, talked about four. Or maybe one of them film the other one. That would be the type of shit they would do. This is us beating the shit out of each other. On the Joe best Logan. footage would be if, if Joe had like gotten both of them. Like he's got one in a headlock. He's yeah. got one locked up yeah. in the legs. He's like, yeah. That's enough. Nice. That's enough. I choke out pit bulls for a living, you dumb shits. It was weird. <laughs> it, we, uh, we alluded to before, but then Michael asked Joe why he hasn't had Logan Paul on. Yeah. But it seemed like he stumbled mid-ask, questioning himself whether he should ask him, but still got it out. And he was like, well, I have Logan Paul on the show. Like... Decide to go through with it. I think the guys are balls out. And Joe's response was very, um, I don't know. I feel like. I never thought about him. He's not a guy I'm interested in. I only have people. It's just very interesting. I feel like these guys had certain things they needed to do on the show. And if they hadn't have done them, their fan base would have thought they were not being authentic. Mm -hmm. One of those things was fighting each other. Done. (laughs) The other one was asking Joe about Logan Paul. Done. There's shit disturbers. Yeah. They're really good at it. You know what's also good at shit disturbing? Meth. Who do you think would be on sooner or they'll never be on? Logan Paul or Dylan Dennis? Dylan Dennis will never be on. No, Dylan Dennis will never be on. And I think that Jake Paul gets on before Logan does. Well, that's a nice little prediction. All right, do you want to rate it? Are we done? Oh, and then they just finish off talking about AI and the, just just wrestling. Like Danny, because he was conflicted. Like maybe it could be good. No, it's got to come to us all. And uh, that it's it's this creeping thing. Like I I was saying when we first heard about ChatGPT, like hold on, world. It doesn't seem like it's changed that much, but guys like Coleman Hughes and stuff. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people recently who are like, ChatGPT does my whole job. It's pretty great. Yeah, I've run into a lot of people who have said the same thing. Like my, things that used to take me hours, I just have ChatGPT do now. And I mean, I have to say, as someone who had a job where I sent like literally hundreds of emails a day, um, having a fucking automated AI to do that for you is like, yeah, that would have saved me. So I could have had, yeah. Let's say, let's just say you are a. Um, you sell t-shirts. Okay. Yeah. That's what you do for yeah. a living. You're a t-shirt guy. When you load up your t-shirts onto your website, you got to write a description about each one. You know, this shit, the behind the scenes monotony that makes yeah. that easy job. Not so easy. This now writes all that shit for you. You don't have to do anything like mm-hmm. 
Anyway, it really is for stuff like that, for menial tasks that you could do, but you just don't want to. Yep. You know? Yep. We've only just begun. Yeah, I love this podcast. I give it a five. Yeah, I need like a you chat. You love G- this podcast. You give it a five. I need a chat GPT that can do drywall for me. When you got that, then we've really figured shit out. <laughs> well, no, in my who de- can change a light for me. In my defense, even though these guys are first time, like this is the most insight into filmmaking I've heard. Who cares? You're not interested in filmmaking. They made it sound interesting. Just the ninety seconds, the all the. They were they are so balls deep in it and they're not they're still excited about it. Whereas if you none of this was ever discussed with the Oliver Stone. Like he never talked technical filmmaking things. It was just ideas. I mean, I didn't need that out of this podcast. I I liked it while they were talking about um their movie, but everything else I found to be a little uh mm-hmm. a little cracky, methy. Made me feel methy. Yeah. It felt like I was watching Uncut Gems. How about that? Yeah. I give it a one. Oh, wow. You hated it. I lo- they, they seem like nice guys. I just, it was too like all over the place. Am, Joe seemed out of sorts. I give I it a like three. It. I Like they were all over the place for sure, mm-hmm. but I quite liked the film. It has nothing to do with the episode, but fair enough. Well, it made me want to watch the film and I appreciated Great. getting the backstory okay. to the film. You have a real bad attitude, you know? <sighs> I just thought, I, just thought I won fucking attitude. two grand and this asshole, oh, wrong fucking guy scored. <laughs> Fuck. Bullshit. Fucking assholes. All right, that's an episode if you made it this far. If you made it this far, thank you so much. And if you've been with us for any amount of time, whether it's from day one, I mean, if you're a day one or that's fucking five incredible. years or five minutes. No, for real. Yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know what it's been. It's been frustrating, I'll tell you that. But it's been an adventure, and we're glad you guys are with us. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're willing to go a step further. We have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. Just head over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. For that $5, you'll get the post show, the show of the show we shoot the shit. You'll also get some other stuff. That's it. We thank you so much. We love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope you enjoy your weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open. Oh, that was weird. I keep your eyes open. I feel like Kamara for a second. <laughs>